There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes. Yes. Welcome in Tim McKernan Show Podcast. Timothy Michael McKernan, Jackson Bennett Burkett. It's February 7th, 2024. We're in the Longo Big Studios. And all the ladies have gathered on YouTube with those Hitachi magic wands out. <laughs> yeah, what's up? A little midday pleasure, never hurt anybody. That's right. It's my credo. Penny saved, penny earned. Jackson, this is uh, the last QFTA for 12 long days. Yeah, I know. It's like... Uh, it's emotional. Gotta get, you got to get everything off your chest right now. Uh, I feel like I'll be performing my way at some point uh, because that's what you do when you say goodbye. You sing Frank Sinatra. Absolutely. Uh, so you can participate in our uh, conversation here. Uh, get it all out now. Right. Get it all out now Right. right. in the YouTube chat uh, and talk it over with uh, me and Jackson. And... Uh, Anything goes. I'm kind of in the mood to go here today, but we have a bunch of um, advertising responsibilities to do, and I told the people we would start at around 11.25, only 15 minutes late, if we did all the advertising, like all the spots I need to record for my time when I'm vacationing in the Hamptons, I don't know what time we would have started, probably closer to 12.30 or 1. Yeah. Uh, for prospective advertisers and current advertisers and uh, the great situation, don't get me wrong, but then the people who are like, oh, I thought you said 11.25, 11.30, and now... Yeah. Well, I'm planning on being here in the building late anyways, uh-huh. so don't feel... Would it be encumbered? Don't feel Don't feel like you need to get out for my sake. I'm happy to I know, I know. go and, as and deep that's, as possible. That's a wonderful part of of you. That's a wonderful part of you, whatever yeah. the fuck that means. Well, if I'm already going to be here, like if I've already like, planned out my day where I'm going to be at the station late, like what do I care if it's an extra 30, 45 minutes? Well, my thing is if I don't go home early in the day, I can avoid a nap, which is great for my sleep schedule. Oh, would you go Would you go home and nap? It's it's not that like I like as soon as I get home, I just nap, but like I'll lie down for a second, decompress, and then I end up like dozing off a little bit, and then it's like, oh, I guess I'll take a quick one. It never is quick. About that? So if I can avoid that, then life is great. God bless. I got a couple things. Uh, I mean, we have, again, I don't know what to say outside of I'm grateful for all of the questions. I hate that I'm not getting to all of the questions. Um, I don't think anybody takes it personally, hopefully not, but uh, you can always email in teamacurnan at insidestl.com. We're just building up a uh, an archive of questions, but we are still uh, backloaded, I suppose would be the phrase. And so we'll, we'll get to some of those uh, today. Uh, and then also always welcome the conversation that goes on live at youtube.com slash Oh, Ben the Butcher is the 5,000th subscriber on the YouTube channel. How about that? Shout out Benny Butcher. Shout out Westside Gun. Shout out all of them. Uh, the 5,000th subscriber on the YouTube channel. How about that? Um, I wonder what YouTube channel has the most subscribers. I wonder if I could just type that in and get like the answer. in the world? Yeah. Probably Mr. Beast. Yeah, that's a good play. Probably Mr. Channel. Beast. Uh, PewDiePie is really big. Ella Reese? Um, maybe not YouTube. 
Right. But some other sites that we always... Indian... Got a problem with that. Uh-huh. Guardian record, record label T-Series is the most subscribed channel with over 259 million subscribers. Oh, my God. As of February of 2024, American YouTube personality Mr. Beast is the most subscribed individual and second most subscribed channel overall with 237 million subscribers Jeez. as of February 2024. Holy hell. That is crazy. That is crazy. How about that? 237 million. That's damn near the population of America. What do we got, about 320 million? Oh, yeah, 330, I think. Ain't that America? You know what song that is? I think I did that. To, did this to you last week on 101. Ain't that America. Uh, That's the line. That's name that tune. Somebody's going to get it in the YouTube chat. Uh, Probably Ben the Butcher. Uh, Jackson looks like he has slam poetry <laughs> later this afternoon. It's for Ben the Butcher. This is Ben the Butcher. I'm becoming a lemming. <laughs> slam good. poetry. Chris Bray got it. John Cougar. That's correct. Uh, Take so, houses. I was going to go. Oh, okay. You did mention that. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I have very limited material. I have a couple <laughs> bits, and that's all I got. <laughs> uh, th- yeah, I've mistaken that for Little Houses on the Hilltop. Which oh, yeah. Little weeds. Boxes. Little Boxes. Which is the weeds. weeds. Great. Kevin Neal, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number one. I'm I'm going on vacation. Parents can relate to this. I, I imagine parents when you have young children, maybe when they're like, I don't know, 12 and 14, it's a different deal. I have no idea. Can't speak to it. Am I on camera? I just noticed I'm like totally not. I can. I can. If you, I, yeah, I can I'm fine. Move. I'm fine. All I got to do is roll on over. Um, am, I, am I good now? Am I yeah, center? you're centered. Uh, the anxiety my wife and I have. Mm-hmm. I guess we had this when we were going to Jamaica last year. I think I voiced yeah. that to yep. you. I don't think I don't. Maybe I did voice it on. I think you did. Podcast. Yeah. This is a longer trip. Mm-hmm. Now this is for my wife's birthday. Uh, some of her friends are coming. It should be a pony. Yeah, it should be great. But God, to leave a six-year-old and a two-year-old for this long a time, and we're not gone up until the nineteenth, but we don't land until like late on Wednesday. Um, and so I'm just taking the next two days off. Uh, that is, it's not, for example, let me draw a parallel, even though it's not like you're flying all over the place, but you were probably really looking forward to your trip with your compadres last Mm -hmm. week to Scottsdale. Yes. I'm going on a trip and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And I'm very grateful for the whole situation and looking forward to the time. I mean, my God, me and my wife just having like a a lunch where nobody's around (laughs) is insane now, much less this much time. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like, I'm not looking forward to it. Mm. Not because I'm not looking forward to the trip. The, the, um, the anxiety I have, Oh, it's crippling. It's crip. It's a weird deal. It's a very unique thing it's, that I think is relatively speaking unique to parents. Or if you're going on a trip where you're like you're dreading it, you know. But I'm talking about like this should be great. It is a vacation, um, and so that is that's on my mind. I I noticeably haven't slept well the last few nights. I don't know why, um, but I wonder if it's because of this. I know my wife certainly is dealing with it because uh, obviously she's spending you know all the time getting everything ready. Uh, while I'm here uh, entertaining, I think it's millions at this point of people in HD2. Yeah, Mr. Beast-like numbers. Thank you. You bet. Because I didn't want to say that. Uh, and then secondarily, and this is just an aside, and maybe people care, and maybe they don't, and maybe somebody who will listen to this podcast today could be the next Jackson Burkett or Peter Rep. But we had, uh, so yesterday had 
TMA, balloon party, and uh, then we had a sales meeting, which was great. I love our sales meetings here, and this was really good because everybody, I feel like everybody in the building, not on air, but everybody in the building sales, all the sales managers actually mm -hmm. from yep. 105.7 The Point and Casey and 106.5 The Arch and 92.3 WIL and uh, Kelly Hanna's 101 ESPN and TMA. So she, of course, was there. John Kiowski was there. Keith Krause, director of sales, Tommy Madden, and all, I think, damn near every sales rep. I mean, it I was so. packed. Yeah. It was a TMA sales meeting, and I love those. I mean, I truly, you know, I look forward to them. Um, as far as, you know, wanting to get things done. And, uh, and then we had uh, our first ever Sound Story board meeting. Mm -hmm. Mark Manavani, who you may know from running for St. Louis County Executive, is our executive chairman. Um, and then uh, a number of people who we have on our board. And I don't know if this makes me a masochist or strange, but I was really looking forward to the board meeting. Now, if you're usually in my position, that's where you get grilled. Right, right. But I want, I mean, if you put a good group of people together, and especially you intentionally, you don't just get like similar back, you know, you want different industries and mindsets and personalities. You try sure. to kind of put it together almost like a, like a roster of some form. I was looking forward to it. And so Mark has been a CEO in the business that he ran. You, know, you can look up what it, what it sold for, but a lot of money. Um, and... And he scheduled the board meeting from one to five yesterday. And I thought, God almighty, I mean, we're still relatively speaking a very young business, you know, uh, it still, I think would fall under the umbrella of a startup or, you know, certainly early stage, whatever winds up happening with sound story. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell we can talk about for four hours, but this guy's done it and I'm not going to, you know, it's, you know, just you, you have the respect for somebody who has done it, done it at a successful level. Also, I mean, I yield anytime he, uh, just cause I know he knows what he's doing and he has done it. And so you respect that. And, uh, and then Peter Rep, who I made reference to when I was in the process of trying to Mark and I were trying to hire a general manager. What did I say, Jackson? This is a great moment for you, even though I know you own a, I'm looking for a Jackson Burkett. Mm -hmm. Truly was. It was the best way I could describe what we were looking for. Because then at that point, if you're a TMA listener, to a lesser extent, I suppose, this podcast or, or balloon party, um, you would know what I meant. And... And we got that with Peter Rep. We truly did. And uh, and so, number one, the meeting actually wound up going till 5.30, and we could have gone longer. And I loved it, and everybody walking out loved it. I'm super enthused about what we're going to do with the business. Uh, like, truly, that's not just like, cause why the fuck would I talk about it? I don't need to talk about it. Um, and I think customers will be super enthused about some of the um, what, some of the things we're doing with it. But but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the appreciation I have, not just for the fact of, you know, Mark is somebody people would know, the other people on the board, I don't think people, maybe one person people would know, but that's not what it's about. It's about here is a guy in Peter Rep, who was a teacher yep. a year ago, not even, but he has the traits that you have People may go, well, what traits would you say those are? Not for you to answer, because it would come off as very dig me. But I would say positive attitude, work ethic. And I don't know what the, the name for this trait would be. So it's, it's essentially a, a sentence or paragraph. But if you are 
asked to do something or if you know it's your responsibility, I never have to worry about it getting done. It just gets done. And on top of it, there's not a, not even a, I mean, not a sliver of attitude. And Peter has that. And so even though Sound Story and TMA are two separate entities, two separate ownerships and two separate LCs and whatever, TMA's influence because of you and your attitude, the way you go about your job, has played a role in what's going on with Sound Story because without seeing what you have done, I wouldn't have been able to say to our audience, of which Peter was a part of and still is, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Because I know some people are just like, I don't know. I mean, if I'm Peter, I'm a teacher. Right. You know, that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to be running a business. Mm-hmm. But it's not about, it's sure, fuck, I, I, still, I don't even know where Peter went to high school. Don't fucking care. Don't know where he went to college. Don't know if he has a degree. Don't fucking care. I guess he has to if he was a teacher. Don't fucking care. Doesn't matter. You can jerk yourself off about college all day long. I mean, he's sitting in a room with guys who, you know, not me, other guys who've got, you know, some things going on. And it was so impressive. I mean, the detail, you know, the, the, what he put together and the questions that were asked and the answers he had and the vision and the execution of it. I just can't say enough good things. And so I was looking forward to, to that meeting, which, again, I don't know if people in my spot would normally be. And, again, it's a startup and it's not like I'm, you know, it's not like it's succession and it's, you know, hmm. a board of directors and right. that kind of thing. But um, when you walk out of one of those... And you're going, holy shit! I mean, we really got something going here. Uh, and you never know. I mean, it could be shit. It could go out of business today, for all I know. But uh, you know, it, knowing what's going on and knowing the people involved and knowing their enthusiasm for what we're talking about, and it was a good conversation. That energized me. Like when when Ed Herbin comes into TMA, I get energized. Yeah, I lean in. You'll notice my body language. I'm not scrolling Instagram. I'm like, oh man, this guy. Right. You know, we're having a conversation that I am interested in listening to and or participating in, and that's what it was like yesterday and that charges me up and that's uh it, it's truly i mean it, it just speaks so what i'm saying to why am i bringing this up here number one i'm on a high still from that even though yesterday was obviously a long day i suppose but i i prefer that as opposed to especially when it's the winter and you're just sitting inside and like okay how many times can i jack off you know once you get to 15 you're like god this is this is getting rough but if you are somebody and you're going i've heard you talk about opportunities and I'm not saying it means to, to come and be a part of something that I'm a part of, but maybe it is. Um, and, and what I mean by it, Jackson was, what were you doing when you emailed me? I uh, joked that you were working at Ronnie's, but what were you really doing? I never worked at Ronnie's. Uh, <laughs> you, I, couldn't get, you couldn't get in? I, no, God, no. I was unemployed. I had graduated college in August of 2020, and up until then, which was mid to late November of 2020, I hadn't found work. So I was just basically... A, and here you are... Yeah. I don't know if I've told this story. Maybe I have. I apologize. Um, it's it's not a case of like you know starting to go driving Miss Daisy. By the way, I'm on the fucking air for seven hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. And I talk to people, so I don't know what stories I've told them. What I haven't. Right. Um, but when I had this event, it wasn't an event with John Kioski invited me to an event. Yeah. So I was going. My wife went. It was a great event, and we wound up bullshitting about TMA, and uh, and you came up. And I go, well, he's really like the MVP of, of the show as far as, you know, the mm-hmm. comings and goings, the goings and comings. And he goes, I'm so glad. He goes, I think the world oh. of that. So you hadn't heard the story. No. Okay. Oh, it means the world to me, though. 
but I, I, but I, but the reason I tell this, and I know it sounds like I'm like deep throating you here, but mm-hmm. the reason I'm telling these stories is not, I mean, it's great. And I hope it gives you a kick in the ass. You deserve it. And if Peter hears about it or is listening, uh, gives him a kick in the ass. Although I've, you know, certainly been in conversations with him since the, the event last night, uh, or yesterday afternoon, but it's really for people who will be listening to this, you know, when they go back and podcast it, or if anybody's, you know, listening right now, watching that if you're sitting there going, I'm not necessarily where I want to be, and I want to do something that I believe in, that gets me fired up, that may seem like it's a good kind of work environment, that, that may be more suited to your personality as opposed to whatever else it might be that you're in right now, it doesn't. you don't have to go, fuck, i got to go get my MBA, or i got to even have a bachelor's degree for that matter. Right. Things that you can control, because sometimes that might just not be, I didn't fucking graduate from college. I don't think it's an issue that I couldn't. I started my career. Um, But uh, attitude, you can control that. You truly can. Work ethic, you can control that. And I suppose, you know, another thing, you know, and then the final thing that I said, I, don't, I guess reliability, I guess, would be the term for you and yeah. Peter. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's how it's, I view it's, it. It's, it's like I just yeah. don't think twice. Yeah. Um, so you kind of get the sense of what it is that the people with whom you're working value. And then you make sure that you deliver that. And you don't like, you know, it's not, you don't make, you, you just get the fucking job done. Right. That's it. Right. That doesn't require a degree. That doesn't require having gone to MICDS or Burroughs or take whatever the fuck, you know, whatever one you want to use, or you go into an Ivy League school. Just, don't get me wrong. Certain professions require a certain education, you know, obviously. But when I'm talking about this and other businesses, it might be startups. Um, opportunity is there. And damn near any company would value the traits I'm talking about that you have possessed and displayed as a guy who was unemployed, what, 36 months ago? Not even? Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe it was 36 months ago, whatever. I mean, it, you, were, you weren't working in November of 2020 when you were hired. Yep. And Peter Rep, who was a teacher. And, you know, and I don't think Mark would mind me telling this story. Um, you know, the, the way the process has worked when we would interview people, I will get emails. I always say resume and cover letter. It's not because I'm necessarily like, let me go through each thing with a fine tooth comb. It's will you do it? Yeah. Because that's just, it's, it's almost like a weeding out process. Mm. Uh, is it clearly read over? Yeah. Spell checked? Grammar? That tells me a lot. It's very basic. Um, if you check that box uh, and I'm impressed and think it may make sense, then we would get on a conversation as me and the person. Um, you've been on some mm-hmm. of these calls, actually. Uh, and then if you get through me in Jackson, but uh, then I say, okay, well, the final, you know, yeah. is Mark. And Mark is at a, you know, it's like playing a video game. Yeah, final you know, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember with, with Peter um, being like, I think this guy could be the guy, you know, for a variety of different intuitive reasons, I suppose, that I was sensing. And, uh, and Mark didn't say, he goes, okay, cool. I'll meet him. I get this scheduled. And he goes, and after he got done, he goes, well, we found our guy. And he goes, I have to be honest. And he goes, this probably speaks more to me than anything else. He goes, I'm like, why are we meeting with a teacher to run a business? He goes, but you know what? He's the guy because it's not about 
what right. he was doing. It's about what he can do. Right, totally. And so I am saying this to those of you, whether you be watching or you eventually go back and you're podcasting this or you listen to it as a point of reference to if you are not particularly happy with where you are right now or if you're going, holy shit, I'm in Jackson's spot and I don't have a job. If you can deliver on having a work ethic, having a positive attitude, and when the time comes, if you do get hired, to do your job without bitching and you can be counted on, I don't want to say you can do anything because that's not that, that's a that's a bullshit thing, and I think it can lead to uh, disappointment. But you will certainly be valued, yes. and even if some for some reason you're let go or whatever, other places will value that, and then you will have a positive reference because you wouldn't. The only reason you're going to get let go from a place like here is they have layoffs, and right. it's like we can't keep you. I mean, that's that. There's just no nobody's going to go Jackson for cause. You know, it's just not the way it's going to work. So, um, you know, I, the, do with it what you want. I, I think there's occasionally a business slash entrepreneurial theme to these conversations, and so I wanted to uh, to bring that to people. And if it fires them up, God bless. I know for some people it won't resonate of the cap also but i mean here are two people who i can't say enough good things about and you and peter who were both you know tma listeners one one was teaching and, and peter had a very good job i'm not trying to dismiss it like he was, he was he had a very good job very i didn't want him to leave um and you who were not you know working at the time and who you know at this point have built to be you know a key part of this show and a key part of the thing down the hallway and, and keep part of this show too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the, the, the path that is what leads to success. It's the, it's what you take right. with you on the journey. And if you have those traits, I believe that will increase the probability of success. So, uh, do with that what you want. And uh, oh, it's good to see a bunch of people are in here on our uh, final QFTA for a couple of weeks. Jacksons, any 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 uh, thought? And why did I call you Jacksons? I don't have the answer. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, much appreciation, kind words. Appreciate that. It's very kind. It means the world to me. And uh, one other thing I would say is like a big thing with me that I had to learn on the job was the value of being resourceful. Like like don't be afraid to use your resources. Like if someone, if your boss or anybody presents you with like, hey, I need you to do this and you don't know how, there are ways to find out how. Like do exhaust all possible options before going back to your boss and saying, oh, yeah. I don't know how to do this. Right. Because if that's your first thing, it's like, oh, man, this guy doesn't know. But if you can be resourceful, if you can look it up, if you can talk to somebody, if you can talk to somebody else who's in a similar position as you, find out how and do it. And don't mention like, oh, I had to go through this, that, or the other thing to do it. Just here it is, done. And and if you do, you're 100% right about that. That's, that's a great observation. Uh, what somebody who has a bunch of responsibility on their plate wants to hear if they give you a, a you know, if they delegate a responsibility to you uh, is got it. And then they want to hear, got it, it's done. Yep. That's, that's it. it. And that's all. It doesn't need to be like, like you know, an assassin. Don't, don't need to know the process of it. Nope. They got other things to do. Right. That's it. And I'm, I'm saying this. There, there's so many things that I feel like I learned kind of late. And I'm sure there's plenty of things they still have to learn. Um, but I'm saying this because I know we have some people who are certainly younger who listen to the podcast. And these are incredibly, I mean, these are things that I would tell, you know, I mean, I can't really have a conversation with my six and two year old about this stuff right now. But these are the things that as I go along and then I see the people who are, you know, in our industry, our industry is different, but um, who, you know, 
get opportunities and who are liked around buildings and people who may not get opportunities or are not necessarily liked around buildings and what are the constants. And so I see this and that's, you know, that's you talk about you, you're talking about the shows, talking about Peter, it's, it's more of a, you know, private business. Um, and the, and I, and I'm sitting there and it's one thing for me at the beginning of the meeting yesterday to talk about, you know, he's now with, been with us for six months and we're, you know, I can't say enough good things about the work he's done, but then by the end of the meeting and then a couple of calls I had with some of the board members last night, um, they're like, oh my God, I mean, what a, yeah. and again, awesome. you know, on the, on the, on the, but the way that the portrayal of job opportunities is, oh, you got to go to this school or you got to have this job. And yes, that may help the cause. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, it doesn't matter at all. I'm just saying it doesn't matter, period, would be a wrong way to approach it. Um, or that it does matter, period, would be right. a wrong way to approach it. Those traits uh, can be learned yeah. without yeah. going to take your pick of whatever school. So yeah. and they translate, you know. Just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you can't be great at another thing. Uh, all right. So, Jackson, with that said, let me see what's doing in the YouTube chat. Ben the Butcher is the 5,000 subscriber. Congratulations. Uh, Jackson, I want my TMA names changed to my YouTube name. I don't know what that means. Sure. Uh, if you just type in your TMA text name, I can change it over to Ben the Butcher. Uh, Tim, where are you going on your vacation and how much did it cost? I'm going to keep asking regardless of how awkward it gets. That comes from Ken Strode. But actually, it comes from Katie. Oh. What percentage would you put that Katie is actually a female? Well, I don't know if I'm going too deep into the weeds here, mm, mm. but I saw that exact text this morning in the TMA text inbox. Uh, from a texter named Big Tuft. No! And so if you think that Katie no. is a female, then Big Tuft. No! But maybe, hey, listen, maybe they're all female. Maybe it's all one lady oh. who's always listening and always uh, curious. Oh. So I hope it, I hope it is, because we want a more diverse listenership. Everyone does. The more What people, I wouldn't the do for a female to send in a tripping story. <laughs> for real. I mean, I, I can't tell you how yeah, happy you would I'd offer make. up money. That's the one. I honestly might. <laughs> like, I wouldn't pay for sex, but I'd offer for the trivia. So what does that say? I don't know. Yeah, that's like, that's, I don't know what that would be classified. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is that prostitution? I think it's just general perversion. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they would call it. Uh, Chris Bray says, you will then spend the whole time. I guess I missed his first text. No, his first text was or post in the YouTube chat was John Cougar. His next one, you will then spend the whole time talking about your kids and missing them. No, I mean, I, that, that won't... That, Honestly, I, we've done this now enough uh, that that's not the way that it works. Um, it's it's once we maybe get there or get on the plane, you know, mm -hmm. then then we're good. But still, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good long while. This will be the longest I've been away from my from both my my boys uh, easily. Um, so yeah, it's just different, you know. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a total. I mean, I am telling you. When I knew back in the day, like just the Las Vegas trips, oh my God. Like if I knew, you know, we were going to Las Vegas, like going back to like how it used to sure, be, sure. like, you know, that we're going to be out there for seven nights. I can't even think about playing poker. I wouldn't want to play poker now. I mean, maybe I would, but it just wouldn't be the same. Oh my God. I'd be on such a... Euphoria. Oh, oh, oh yes, absolutely. Um that's so yeah the game just changes but hey that's fine i've got no problem with that a uh, quick question i am taking questions on questions from the audience you go window or aisle on the plane i need leg room 
So I'll. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't really care. Yeah. I don't really mind. I mean, way. both, you know, fortunately, we're, you know, Anna Marie's relatively tall for a yeah. lady, but just yeah. uh, thin and I don't know. I'm, yeah, you're not really. That's not the concern. Yeah. So I, I, don't. I, I tried going window on the way to Scottsdale and I over, I underestimated how my bladder would do. And so that's the Yeah, the that's problem. the issue. Yeah, so I probably, Anna Marie, for whatever reason, she's got a weird prostate. Yeah. She's using that restroom a lot. Yeah. Speaking of which, please continue. I did not pee before we started, and it's, like, killing me. Oh, wow. So I'll be back two I seconds. I hope you don't have a shitting kitten in there. There might be a shitting kitten. I think we had a shitting kitten. I think you knew, and you didn't want to identify him. That's, that was my read. There's a real colon smell going on in that bathroom. Really? Did the, did you know the per? Did the, you see the person and you protected I, him? No, I promise I didn't, or else I would tell you off air. Okay. They went the other way. I think people are getting wise. That, that, that we identify him? It's me in the little watch nest. <laughs> like, the if you're going to shit tower. in there, I'll know. I mean, it was it was a situation. In there. Like, at 745, Jackson's going to go shit himself. I'm going to continue seconds. to read the YouTube chat here. Uh, Stephen, is it Kilker? Uh, kicker? Nurse? Uh, let's see. Says hot, uh, stick-to-itiveness. That's Ben the Butcher. Yeah, that's a nice term for what I was talking about. Hunchback on Castle says, I have a, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. When my oldest was five months old, she got RSV days before we went to San Francisco for a weekend. Our pediatrician told us to go on the trip. She will be fine. She was fine. I'm now grateful for going on that trip because it helped me now leave my kids with grandparents for a week and allow my wife and I to travel without them. Um, so there's an anecdote. Uh, Stephen, is it kicker? Says, where's PP? Yeah, where's Don PP? Rare for him not to be active. Hunchback of Castle says, not trying to offer any parenting advice, just sharing my personal experience. Yeah, we've gone on trips. Uh, we've gone on, since, uh, my six-year-old was born, I feel like we've gone on uh, a couple trips to Las Vegas and, um, did the Jamaica trip with the show last year. Um, uh, so we've gone on trips it's just a different problem. All I'm saying is something that anybody who has been a parent uh, knows what I'm talking about is it is a different feeling than, you know, when you get to a spot where you're going, oh, I can't wait to get out of town, which is how I used to be. I'm like, oh, my God, this will be great. Now I'm just like, oh, God, I just uh, I, I, can, I just feel the tightness. Um, I don't care about the labor pains. Show me the baby. That's from Ben the Butcher. Benny Buckets, I want Ben the Butcher. I don't know what any of that means. I have no idea what any of that means from Ben the Butcher. Jackson, what does I don't care about the labor pains show me the baby? Oh, maybe talking about people just getting the job done and not going into all the trouble that they had. Right, right. We all have stories. That's I mean, the, we all have stories. That's the thing. Did you get the job done or not? Yeah, totally. It's, that's it. it. That's all it is. Like, you just, you can explain, like, the, oh, it was really hard to find. It's like, ultimately, no one really gives a shit like, well if you didn't get the job done i mean you know but here's the thing here's the other part about it. there is there's there's i don't know if it'd be a sliding scale of sorts if slash when you were to come to me or tommy yeah. you know or john kioski or if slash when peter and he did to, to an extent kind of an amusing story but i don't know how i could tell the story without it kind of out somebody um not associated with tma or hubbard for that matter on uh not necessarily doing their job with Sound Story. Are you familiar with? Yeah, <laughs> it took me a second, then I yeah. I oh, really? But, well, it, but, but then yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I do know this. Uh, so anyway, uh, so when Peter sent me that to let me know, and it wasn't like, hey, you know, uh, this needs to be done. Can you do, or whatever, whatever, like a like a, what you would expect a communication to be over the course of the workday. Like it clearly was bothering him. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that this person obviously wasn't, you know, like Doug and I were going to go an hour on a sound story minimum, not because we're like, oh, we got to get to 60 minutes. It's just because it does. You just, you just do. Yeah. And if somebody's like 25 minutes, that ain't right. You yeah. know, I mean, right. that's, that, that's so anyway, um, same time, not particularly surprising. Um, but either way, we'll tend to that. But when Peter sent that, because he has just done his job, it has a great deal of credibility as opposed to somebody who's always bitching. Right. You see what I'm saying? Totally. You build up equity so totally. that when once you do decide to pick your spot, it carries a lot of weight. To draw a poker analogy, if you're always stealing the big blind from the small blind, you know. It's boy who cried wolf. It, it truly is. Yeah. And so I, when he sent me that, I'm like, Oh, this must be, and it did. It really did bother him because he was there, and he's just like, "This is not, yeah, this is not good for, you know, this isn't what we do." Um, so there's something to that. So like, if if and when, and I'm sure the time will come, uh, and I don't know if it's ever come here in in your what are we going three years, thirty seven, thirty eight months? Nurse is my yep, nurse three in the years. building. Three years and change. Have you come to me with a situation where something was bothering you? Let's air this out on the uh, podcast today. I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, no, I don't. Th- think so nothing like in terms of like something you asked me to do and i was like having issues with it there are things yeah, but that, still it could be something related to it that i might not be involved in maybe but i i, I don't think i've ever like come to you with it because it's it's it, anything like i said like it, it's the philosophy i have like if it's frustrating you now will it frustrate you in it's 10 healthy. minutes it's or healthy. a day or it's a week healthy. and if trying it doesn't to teach my uh, six-year-old get that. rid of it uh there was one moment where it was really early on so i was just like get your head down and grind through it uh, there was, I, we were cutting up some sort of compilation of QFTA or Tim McCurran show stuff. And you wanted me to pull a clip of you like saying winter is coming. And like in this fashion, you're like, I can't remember when it was. And it took me fucking forever to find it. Oh no. It took me forever. But I finally did. And I just was like, it was just like here. That's, oh, that's, I, I, that, even though I didn't experience, I can feel like the. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it took it took me a while, but I mean, ultimately, like it's just listening to audio. So that's another thing too is like putting it in context of like what like some like real job struggles can be. You know, like if you're a, a lawyer going through a huge case, it's really important to a bunch of people's lives. Or if you're a doctor, you know, nervous about someone's literal life. Comparatively, listening to you and Gangster Pete, you know, talk about politics in 2020, sure. we're far from like. Look at, you know, woe is me. So putting into, always putting things into context. Yeah, helps. I understand. Taking but, you know, I, 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 I agree with that. However, I will add this. I mean, it is our jobs. And even though it is like a, you know, play job, I suppose, in comparison, it still is how you oh, yeah, at, at some definitely. point, most likely, will take care of your family. Yeah, pay the bills. Uh, so it counts, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's why I used to give him shit when I'd be texting with Edmonds, like in 2006, I guess it would have been. Um, and sometimes I guess he was just like bored. I don't know. And it's like at two in the afternoon, what are you up to? And I'd be like, just fucking around, probably playing poker, losing. Uh, and I go, what are you up to? Like, do you want something? You know, <laughs> and, it, it, and I had to sell my way to work. And I would, I, it, like, initially I'd be like, work, work, fuck, you know, yeah. but I'm like, it is. It yeah. actually is. Yeah. I mean, all of us, almost anybody, would love to have that gig and that compensation. Totally. But you know, that's that. That is actually what it is. Yeah. So you know, it puts you when you do something for a living. It changes your perspective on like baseball. Like if you were, you know, as to us as fans of the sport, mm-hmm. it's like what could be better than playing baseball for a career? 
And that certainly probably is true, and I bet most Major League Baseball players will tell you that. Having said that, when it is your life day to day, it changes your perspective on it where it's less about, like, the fun and awesomeness of baseball and more about, like, this is my job, this is how I feed my family, and this is how I'm going to continue to feed my family because I only have, at best, 15 to 20 years to do it. Right. You know, so it Yeah, one of the things he said, I remember, that's like, you know, when you first got it, you're worried about your own stats because you're trying to get a job and a contract, and then once you know you're good, then it became about winning. So, like, Rutherford this morning, he was on TMA, and goes, how do you think they would feel if they would have won that game against Columbus right before the All-Star break and then carried a six-game winning streak in? You know, do you think it changes their mindsets right now, getting ready for the, you know, final 30 or so games, 33 games, I guess, left in the season for the Blues? And I go, honestly, I bet most of them, like, you would have to remind them that they lost to Columbus a week ago. Not because they don't care, but just because you lose so much and you play so much, like where a goal or a loss can be so deflating to a fan for a player... Not because they don't care, but I mean, it's just, it'd be a fucking you'd be a fucking mess if you like were freaking out about. It. So it's just one of those things, and that was the thing that was so eye-opening to me when I first started covering the Cardinals in perspective, or in the Cardinals in particular, I should say, that I would go down to the clubhouse and for real. I know this sounds like crazy, but I was more upset about the losses than the guys were, who just played. And I go, okay, something's off here, you know? Like, like I mean, it wasn't like a, like I got to talk to a therapist, but I'm just like, okay, I mean, these guys just played it. And they're, you know, still, like, finger-fucking each other or something, yeah. jacking around in the locker room. Yep. The hell am I doing being upset about it? we got to, we got to, like, you know, if, if one of them goes, hey, what, what's wrong with you? And I go, well, you guys lost. They'd go, okay. <laughs> let's, 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 well, yeah, let's that, have a talk. Yeah, if they're not too worried about it. <laughs> right. yeah, but you, you actually get to see it. Right. You know, so then you see, like, now I, I've no, I know that because I saw it firsthand. And so then when I see, like, a fan, now I know some of it's performance art to get, what do we call that, engagement fire? Is that engagement fire? Like, it's the biggest, you know, thing in the world, the, the April loss. But, you know, there isn't a player in the world, for real, who looks at that and goes, yeah, that guy's got it figured out. They go, oh, either performing or that's kind of, you know, sad. And I have, like, zero respect for that as, you know, like, as a human-to-human thing. Yeah, but that was me. They had zero respect for me because I'm in there upset about their, you know, May loss to the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. You can't as a as an athlete. I assume it's just as like uh, in Ted Lasso. You have to have the memory of a goldfish. You know, nice. you can't, as some my dad always said, he goes like a, a great shooter has no conscience and they have no memory. You can miss the last six wide open threes if you're wide open again. Shoot that motherfucker! Like shoot that motherfucker! It, shoot that motherfucker! It doesn't matter. Like if if. If you're open, you shoot it. You don't care about your teammates. You don't care about the last six shots you missed. You're making this one. Uh, Jackson, the podcast is brought to you by Longo Biggs, studio sponsor online at longobigs.com. Uh, that's CD Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Law Firm, online at longobigs.com. St. Louisans who care about their reputation, and if I or somebody in my family were to get injured, I would recommend going to Longo Biggs at longobigs.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton at Carlton State Farm, and he is uh, online at carltoninsurance.net with 353 five-star reviews. And Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. A wonderful gentleman who Jackson works with, who Doug works with, who producer Joe has worked with. Um, and I can't say enough positive things about Mark Hanna. Just, I enjoyed that conversation today. This is a name that's so polarizing, and I'm not looking to get it going. But my algorithm on uh, the Twitter tweets, or excuse me, on uh, TikTok. Yeah. I get a lot of Dave Ramsey 
Are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? This kind of shows. The, Is he the guy who takes the call-ins and people? Are, he's like, "What's your net worth?" And right. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yes. And I find it fascinating as hell. And he's had a long run. I mean, he's probably in his mid late sixties, and God only knows how much money he's made. But I really do find that fat. It's like it's God. If I wish I would have been listening to that, you know, right. twenty years ago. Holy shit. Um, now some people go. He is so conservative, not like politically, but so conservative with how he instructs you to, you know, pay off your cars, pay off your house, you know. It's like, well, does it make sense to pay off your house if you're sitting there with a 2.75%, you know. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, I enjoy those conversations. We kind of had a little bit of one of those with, with Mark Hanna today. And I also, similar to how I started off the podcast with talking about, you know, you and Peter and the great jobs that you guys do, um, I think it's probably helpful to some people in not that I'm like helping them, but for to them to, to hear this stuff that we talked about, I use the Quicken app. Somebody immediately texted in, what app are you talking about where I could see all my spending? And I'm like, God, how do you not know that? That was my initial reaction. But I'm like, oh, I'm the dumb shit who didn't know it two years ago. And mm-hmm. I'm probably older than this person who texted it in. So there are all kinds of different apps. I use Quicken and I just have it on my laptop that you see here and i wake now i wake up every morning it's one of the many things that i do of course the health chart right have to have to got to but also i can you know see what's been spent where things are being and then just have a, essentially some semblance of a budget yeah and like it, it becomes like a game you know like you want to win as far as you you know making sure you're managing your spending and, and profiting i guess for lack of a better term each month with your own personal much less um with uh, you know if you had a, a business so uh, I think Rocket has one. I don't know. There's there's sure. a bunch no, of there's them. There's a ton. Yeah, um, a lot of major credit cards have some. Similar. We're just all. It's just all. Once you upload your accounts, it's just then it's downloaded to the app, and you can see what the spend was, and it's all in one place. Yep. It's yep. just does it for you basically. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, Mark Hanna, EvergreenSTL.com. I enjoyed that conversation with him this morning. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling online at DesignAirService.com, official HVAC provider of the Tim McCurdy Show podcast. <laughs> And Munganas, St. Louis Acura, Munganas, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. It's Munganas, official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganas, and Ryan Seiberg uh, all will take great care of you there. I don't know how to pick which question to go to. I have questions, Jackson, that date back to January 10th. Mm, so, I mean, we're wow. starting, we're falling behind by a month. Yeah. And I don't know where to go. You got any particular topic you want to go into? I... I'm open to anything. I really am. I'm open to anything. I like a lot to... of TMA questions, uh, which is fine. Maybe something outside of that. That's, that's yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going outside of that. It's kind of where I, I'd prefer to. Today I'm in a. Um, but see, I don't know. This is about the Pacers, Thunder, Grizzlies, and Bulls. I, it's, you know, it, it's directed towards you. Maybe this. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what my straight. I'm going to ask you this question. I don't care how you answer it. Okay. You, could, you could be motherfucking me for the next three or four minutes. It's fine by me. I'm then going to use this time to find the question. I think it's a great idea. Thank you. Hey, fellas. Hope this finds you well. Like Jackson, I enjoy hoop rock, mm-hmm. especially of the NBA variety. And it got me wondering what Jackson's criteria might be for selecting a favorite NBA team. Now, I realize Jackson enjoys the association as a whole, and he may not be in the market for tying his allegiance to a specific team. But his question slash exercise is simply, if he had to pick a team to follow, 
what would he be drawn to? Proximity, like Pacers, Thunder, Grizzlies, Bulls, history, Celtics, Lakers, the team rostering one of his favorite players, a team with a lack of success historically that he could jump in on the ground floor before any potential sustained success, like the Kings, Timberwolves, Clippers, one of the rumored expansion teams on the horizon, a team from a desirable destination for trips to home games, or one that plays in a unique, historical, cool venue like Miami or the New York Knicks, a mix of a few of these categories. i got to tell you, I actually wound up enjoying this question. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoy Jackson talking basketball. wanted to give him a bit of a platform to do so. Thanks, as always. That's from Ryan Reynolds. Jackson, the floor is yours. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds. Um, Deadpool 3. Looking forward to it. On that, I have pondered this question myself because I, would, I, would, I think I would enjoy rooting for one team and getting into it because I know how much I love rooting and enjoying one college basketball team, that being the Missouri Tigers. Having said that, growing up without a team, without allegiance, it's really tough because I love players. Like The NBA, I think more so than any other league, is so dependent on the stars, and you can really tune into any game and you'll find at least one star on each team. Like I don't think there's a team uh, like last year the Spurs didn't have them, but now they have Victor Wembanyama, who's most exciting young player in the league so they always will have stars and so picking a favorite team if I had to pick one it would be the Knicks because my mom is from New York and my uncle her brother and my grandfather were huge Knicks fans and still are my grand my uncle to this day still a huge Knicks fan so if I had to pick one I would go with my family allegiance and go with uh, the Knicks having said that I really love rooting for the Celtics and Jason Tatum guy who I kind of grew up with in a way and so it's like I feel like you can't be a Knicks fan and also enjoy the Celtics you know that's like a I feel like that's a no-no so that's the thing is like I could pick a team theoretically but I love so many other teams because they feature players I used to like the Trailblazers because Damian Lillard's my favorite player but you know even then like I can't follow it like I do the Cardinals or Blues because I'm not following the local beat reporters I'm not in the city I don't feel that connection uh, I root for the Grizzlies. I, lo- I have a lot of friends from Memphis, and I love watching them when they're at full strength. So I like too many teams for me to pick one. And I actually find it a, a little bit more of an enjoyable experience from someone who doesn't live in one of those markets. So uh, did you wind up picking a team? I'm sorry. I've been reading emails, no, as I, as no, I said. But who, the, if I had to pick one, yeah, it would be going the Knicks. With? It would be the Knicks. The Knicks? Yeah. Oh, sorry, because the family ties. I yeah, heard you talk yeah. about the family ties. Yeah, my uncle to this day is still a huge Knicks fan, and I, I love – how much it it captures the city when they're good. When the Knicks are good, it is like as big as any sports team in the world. Yeah, I kind of have. I mean, I don't I don't monitor them closely, but I do know that it it activates the oh, country yeah. to an extent on that. Yeah. Oh, when the, the NBA is just better when the Knicks yeah. are good. The NBA is better, and they haven't won a championship in fifty four years. Yeah, that would be a whole thing. Oh my god! Uh, how live is that to happen this year? Uh, they're going to be in the playoffs. No. They're going to, but I mean, they're they're even though they have Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, who are two outstanding basketball players, they're not. I wouldn't necessarily call either of them superstars. And we have seen over the past probably twenty four years since two thousand, you need a superstar. Like even the Raptors, who are probably the lesser of the right. champions, had Kawhi Leonard, right. who's one of the best players. And I guess maybe the Pistons, but they had an, a huge collection of really great players, Billups. Uh, both Rasheed and Ben Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, like they were Rip Hamilton. They were loaded. They didn't necessarily have a great superstar, but you need certainly now a major superstar to actually win. While you were uh, so kind to answer Ryan's uh, question, which was a good question, um, I was scrolling through, and one of my tells if a question is good 
is if they sent it via the TMA STL app, mm-hmm. and then they it goes to my Hubbard email, right. and then if I forward it to my ah good call T McKernan at InsideSTL.com, I know I liked it yeah, yeah, because otherwise I wouldn't have forwarded it, sure. and so I found this one, but I don't remember reading it. So then this is odd. Uh, it was sent by Walrus King, uh, and he writes. Probably something for Q- this was sent on January 22nd. Probably something for QFTA, but wanting to express my experience, I had a husband approach me on Yahoo Groups. Are you familiar with Yahoo Groups? Uh-uh. Okay, that shows how old this is. Oh, so this is dated, and said I would like his wife. After much email conversation, we decided to meet. We lived a few miles away, so we arranged a meeting. It was a Sunday, and I. Kind regretted missing watching the Rams, but there was pussy wanting me. I showed up at their place, and she was wearing this extremely short sundress. Aren't sundresses by definition long? Am I off on that? I think they are. Yeah. Okay. I think, well, I guess to the knee. Okay. She bent over, and I was ready. Wow, this just, I mean, she was wearing a sundress, and she bent over, and I was ready. Yeah, I feel like that's more of a cocktail dress. Yeah, I mean... But I feel like we missed, like, a, there's, like, a got to be a sentence in between there, <laughs> at the minimum. But nonetheless, I, I support all. We don't email shame? No. No. Well. There wasn't much conversation after that. We stood close, both a little hesitant. I guess this is a right story. I asked if I could remove her short dress. She said yes, and she untrasted me as her husband watched. It was very memorable, and she felt... Amazing. We fucked as the husband sat on the other side of the bed, stroking himself. Oh, Lord. Yes. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, nurse. I have not seen this reaction out of you on the podcast, ever. I want to make sure I take this very serious. I know. Okay. We fucked as the husband sat on the other side of the bed, dot, 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 I think, stroking himself. Okay. Yes, comma, the husband sucked on me when she was in the bathroom freshening up. She returned and we continued to cuddle for a little and then it was over. I know no one will believe this, but I will remember it forever. can imagine. Everything, for the most part, for this particular show, is kind of, all right. Yeah, a little cucking going on. Within the realm of our program. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to read it again just because I didn't. Yes, comma, the husband sucked on me when she was in the bathroom freshening up. Hmm. That's the sentence that, that, and again, God bless America. We don't kink shame. You like boys, you like boys, you like girls, you like girls. You like both. Lovely. Amen. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like, I'm like Beltran at Shea Stadium in yeah. 2006. Oh, you're locked up. You're locked up. And, and also, I'm bothered by it, but I'm not bothered by it because a gentleman performed oral on you, sir. I'm bothered by it because it's like it was kind of like a, a cheating thing in a way. And that she went to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. 
And then it's like, tee hee hee, blow me. <laughs> Which, of course, is today's title. What a perfect way to go into vacation. Um, yeah, yeah, out of left field, no doubt. I have some friends who are more deep down the cuckoldry rabbit hole than I. Oh, is that right? Well, well now do you consider this to be a cuck? Well, n- n- probably Iggy wouldn't. I think, just like by definition, there is a bull and a I cuck. I don't think there's a definition. Right, well, okay, by like, if we're going to do like a diagram here, the wife. Here's the diagram. Jackson's hand diagrams. The are, wife. If you're watching on YouTube. The wife, the bull, and then. The guy who's going to so we'll call him the a gentleman. Cuck. We'll call him a cuck. And when I say that they're deep down the rabbit hole, they're not engaged in the act, but they've done plenty of research. And from what they've told me, mm-hmm. there is something about the cuck pleasuring the bull in some way. Really? That this is not uncommon. No way. If all parties involved are bisexual in some way. Yeah. That this is not uncommon. As like a, a form of... Uh, subservience. I mean, I, I certainly understand it going on, but yeah. I didn't realize it was like kind of like a. It's part of it. Well, and, I, and I'm sure just like a snowflake, every cuck situation is different. Amen. But I think <laughs> it's not uncommon for, we'll call him the cuck, to, to, to do some to, work. To, to, to mouthify the gentleman. Mm, in some just circumstances, was... yeah. Yeah. So my friends, thank you for that research that you've provided. Who was it? Was that oatmeal again? <laughs> I won't I won't divulge Sounds like who it was. I mean, I'm telling you. You're you're exactly right. We've been doing the podcast for what now? We're uh we're in our seventh year, QFTA for however many years. And I I mean, hey Walrus King, you know, again, God bless. It's just it came out of nowhere to me. Yeah. Yep. I'm just like, okay, you know, had this kind of thing. Oh, he's beaten off. That would be a little distracting. But then again, I had the guy at the end of my bed. Right. Uh, but, but boy, I didn't see the... Yeah, that is, it is. <clears throat> it is a little, but, hey, you know, whatever uh, blows your hair back. That's what's my credo. Penny saved, penny earned. All right, uh, let me see what else I got here, Jackson. Well, you liked it so much that you forwarded the email. I don't... <laughs> I guess you didn't. I, I, yeah, I don't... I don't I'm trying to tell It was January 22nd, so it wasn't like it was yesterday. Maybe I just automatically forwarded because it was QFTA, but I thought I read them, and then if they're good, I forward them, and if I don't, but I, def- I definitely did not read that. Uh, I didn't read the first part because I don't. I don't. Going back to Yahoo Group, what are Yahoo Group? I guess it's like I, that, on the that website. That might be before me. That sounds like AIM Chat, like AOL yeah. Chat kind of thing. Like that's where producer Joe's wonderful fantasy baseball league is. Yeah. That's the only time I'm really on Yahoo right now. Am I missing out? Am I missing out on the opportunity to have a gentleman service me? No, it is interesting though. Like uh, there used to be a whole collection of search engines. I feel like Google's really cool. Yeah, they got, got to it. A major way. They got it. They did indeed. Um, God, I got a. Bunch. I want to do one more. Yeah, please. Oh, let me see what I got. I, okay, Jackson's basketball one. I can delete Ryan. This one's about golf, which I, I like to talk about, but I don't really want to talk about right now. Um, I'm sorry. This is bad. Oh, here's another one that was forwarded from the Hubbard account. Okay. Um, no, this is just, it's, it's not a bad one. Um Probably more balloon party esque. Okay. Uh, this is for QFTA. Which contract will hurt the organization more, Contreras or Cairo? Jackson. Contreras. Think so. Yeah. Well, I guess because of the salary cap thing, it's so hard. You have to factor that in. That if you're automatically putting this. See, I percentage think Contreras of- is going to be good this year and probably next year as far as offensively goes. It's the it's it, it but the issues are. Our, you, got, you signed him to be a catcher, and then what you're paying him. I mean, I'm just telling you. 
But Cairo's a long-term guy. Yeah, what does he get, seven more years? And it's a drag. Yeah. I think, and I th- and with the salary cap, I think the answer is Cairo. Yeah, I would only. And get... I and I and I have to say, I feel real strongly about it. Yeah, the only thing on that would be like the Cairo's younger, and therefore his ceiling might not have been met. I don't. Yet. It, it, I would tell you this, and I don't know where Blues fans come down on this. And I know we just got done reading a story about a guy getting orally serviced by a husband. So this isn't necessarily like BK and Ferrario right now. It's a pretty natural segue, though. It is, uh, but I. I I would bet I'd be I would be curious on this. Uh, maybe I need to like fire up one of my burners on Twitter so it's not from my account. But if if Doug Armstrong could trade Cairo and he still can, would you be on board with him doing it? Mm-hmm. And I'd be curious on that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd be real curious on that one. I guess with any trade, it's like, well, who are you going to get? Right, but it's understood that you're not going to be getting somebody who right. most likely is NHL ready. Right. Uh, you're getting, you know, prospects. But, God, I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious. I'd be like, I got, like, the nonling is literally texting me right now, but I think he's texting about he's podcasting our interview with uh, Jeremy Rutherford as we speak, and we brought him up since he was uh, a D-Smet hockey player. But... Um, I feel very. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I want to be wrong. Yeah. Um, in both cases, I don't know how people will be grateful in the you know the final two years of Wilson Contreras's deal that they're paying for him. I suppose if they were to somehow win a World Series in the next two years, it would be like okay, well, it right. was worth it because we had 2024, 2025. But I just think that that. And it's an odd thing because he's he's performed offensively quite well, and then it's like, how do you? It's not about it's not about I don't you don't judge a contract twenty percent of the way through it. No. But then when you say that and somebody doesn't think that way, they're like, oh, you're talking down to me. And I'm like, but that's that is the way that it is. That's right. a real thing. And because my issue wasn't with Wilson Contreras in 2023, my when when he signed in December 22, it was the size of the fucking contract. Yeah. Uh, so I, there's just no way that people are like, good. Yeah. Wilson Contreras is starting a catcher in 2026 and 2027 for $18 million. Yeah. It's just not going to anything. And then the club option with a $5 million buyout when he's 36, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. I, it, and if I'm wrong, I don't know what the hell, what, so there had to be some kind of medical development, Sure. you know, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I know you understand what I'm saying, but Cairo, I, I just worry, like, like I think Contreras is going to perform for a couple of these years, and I guess they're going to let him catch. I don't know if like, they're going to go down that road again. Yeah, I mean, that for that, 100 games or so. But, that's where I'm at with it. But, you know, that, God, that move. But the Cairo, the Cairo one's so different because I don't think anybody would dispute Wilson Contreras' passion. Mm-hmm. His preparation as a catcher was the issue. Yeah. Cairo's. It has been before they it's like yeah he doesn't play a 200 foot game you know kind of he's a guy who he's, he's he's a great daily fantasy guy he's gonna fucking kill you like four out of five games having on the roster but that one game right 
He's like uh, Miliano Grillo, you know, very obscure reference, but from a daily fantasy, he's a great play. Boomer bust. 100%. And a lot of people think of him as the bust guy, and then because of that, they'll forget that he is a guy who can go off, whereas there's plenty of guys who will be teeing it up at the waste management who have no chance of winning this week. Yeah. But they also could make the cut and make a nice check. You see what I'm saying? Mike Williams on the Chargers. He might, nice. He, nice yeah. analogy, he sir. He might have Obscure, two, catches, but nice. two catches for 104 yards and a touchdown or two, and then he might have a game where he has one catch for eight yards, and that's it. Uh, all right, I'm gonna do. I'll do. I'll do one more. I know. I. I want to get. I want to get a good one. I, Almost some red meat on it. Yeah. Uh, and there's there are a lot of good ones, but then I don't want to like go into a whole other thing because we have things we need to do. I got to pack. I'll be real honest with you. That's one of the issues. TMA topic, golf topic. Uh. Uh, sports gambling topic. I like the idea of a sports gambling topic. All right. Uh, howdy. Uh, no, that wasn't it. It was a different one. It's another issue. Uh, I, I lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. Fuck. Bad hosting. Bad host. I don't know what to do. Because um, when, when you send them in, I mean, it's not anybody's fault. I'm just grateful people listen and send in their emails after they podcast. But... Uh, if I'm, I guess I just need to like set them aside in advance, but then we lose the randomness of it. And I really like to read, especially the erotic stories. Yeah, people like on the fly. Uh, let's see, Tim, as someone who's listened to the show since 2007, I'm continually astounded by the creativity and the wit of the texters and emailers. Did you and the original Morning Grind cast plan for Lister involvement, or did it just occur naturally? My fa- have I read this one, by no. the way? Okay. My favorite moments on the show start with you saying, well, they're not happy in the text inbox. What are some of your most memorable, funniest moments of either the text inbox or email of the day? Same question for you, Jackson. Yeah. I am a Hanks, oh, Matt who bowls at Hanks, Plops, Cucky, Mitch Cumstein Lemming. Uh, number two, uh, it's a two-parter. Nice. I started watching Jiminy Glick on YouTube, and I could not stop laughing because it reminded me of all the times you impersonate that voice. What is your favorite Jiminy Glick interview? Mine is Larry David. Oh, see, I didn't see the second question. That's going to activate me. <laughs> um, I'll take the second one first. Have you watched the Jiminy Glick interviews? Oh, yeah. The ones with the cast like Seinfeld and Dreyfus. Yeah. The, I, I, think the, I think my favorite, I mean, it's like tough, but I think my favorite would be Julia Louis-Dreyfus at the same time the one with Seinfeld yeah. is so good. It, for whatever reason, when he is not in the studio and he goes out and about, they call out and about with Jiminy Glick, they're, they're better, and I have no idea why. Yeah. It is so good. It's so He's so fucking quick, Martin Short. Yeah. He was on with Bill Maher on his podcast last week, and it's such a good episode. you just like, truly, it's it's in, you're just in awe of how quick he is and... It's just he's, he's so funny. He's brilliant. He's so funny. Um, and uh, those would be mine. But I mean, there'll be times where like my wife and I were just lying in bed and we start going down the the maybe once every like few months we'll go down the primetime glick mm-hmm. rabbit hole. So I guess that was kind of the the Godfather. And then you had Between Two Ferns. Is there yeah. another one that's similar? I, is, is, would you say what Bobby's doing? I mean, it's, it's similar. It's similar, similar, but it's. But it's not. It's, it's not quick. It's no. like she's. It's 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 good. I find it entertaining. It's the Gen Z version of Jimmy Glenn. Okay. The kind of like angsty, cringe kind of thing 
but it is but it, it makes me reminiscent of when like comedians or comedic act, well first of all having like comedic actors in general is kind of a thing that's gone by the wayside but uh like comedians having characters yeah you know like a bunch of the guys like the people from the mid-2000s snl had characters like bill Hader had a ton of characters yeah. fred armison was the king of in that era of yeah. having a bunch of characters but like so rarely do people have like characters that oh, they yeah. do Martin Short, yeah. but Martin I mean Jiminy Glick and then Galifianakis totally was led the way to and the thing on Between Two Ferns is like the bloopers are actually oh, kind yeah. of funnier because he can't get like it's so absurd yeah. McConaughey really can't like he's he cracked up whenever they had him yeah. it was so good yeah. and John Hamm too like and I, I, I think because Galifianakis had so much respect from comedians before he ever came right. up they're like this guy's the fine and then after the hangover it's like okay yeah, like, yeah. Watch this guy cook. Right, right. But the Jiminy Glick thing is undef. And the fact they like did it up with a dis- like with the fat suit. And, like- <laughs> well, I mean, Jiminy Glick is based on a real reporter that they dealt with in Hollywood. Really? Oh really? yeah. Really? Which is what I feel like that to me makes it better. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of like if somebody did like a Calvin May goes out to interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I mean, it's kind of like you know, like it's it's a. It's an insight, even though I have absolutely zero ties to Hollywood. I've been to L.A. like four or five times in my life. I tend to, it seems like the things that I really find amusing are like kind of like the, I don't know what, like the Larry Sanders thing is my favorite thing. The, the meta, primetime a click, meta, yeah. A little more winking. Yeah, well, there's not, you know, laugh tracks and, you know, okay, we got to appeal to, you know, somebody or we can't worry about offending yeah. Dorothy Light or whatever the fuck it is. Um but yeah, there was a there was a guy. I mean, I can't imagine he like got into those positions on the chair like Jiminy Glick will. But that he would come in completely unprepared, <laughs> asking ridiculously rude questions. <laughs> <laughs> like the one with Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of was it Caesar Romero? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Caesar Romero. And he goes, oh, sure, it was a joke on the Batman. He goes, no, no, I'm not talking about if you know know of him. What do you what do you think about working with him? He goes, well, I mean, he's he's about 80 years older than me. We didn't necessarily right. cross paths. And this guy would ask these ridiculous yeah. questions. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it can't happen in sports media now because the access, you know, yeah. I, but I, I but I, I think about like if somebody could pull that off with with doing it with like athletes but the, the thing the thing that makes it so good with between two ferns and primetime glick is you don't have and it's nothing against athletes but that's not what they do their minds aren't right some might be that are right. super fast i mean it's the, it's the other person who makes it work you almost need like an you improv need, background 100 percent. that's what it's the quickness yeah yeah that, that you know right but with, with athletes you would get like the because like when you like well, like that like the like to me the primetime glickiest thing we've had in my career in St. Louis was Calvin May asking Matt Carpenter about Matt uh, did you know in the top of the fourth uh, that uh, Don Mattingly made the statement that it makes him think that the Stan Musial is in that body and uh, running around here sick and you. <laughs> Well, I don't really know what to say about that one. And there is not a doubt in my mind, especially knowing just a little bit about John Lackey, that those guys go, what the fuck is this? You know, with regard to the post-game press conferences and what is this guy doing and yeah. why does he get the first question and whatever. And then they go back and go, okay, my paycheck was $1.2 million and I get it every two weeks and it's great. So whatever, this is where I play and I will be on a plane out of here as soon as we're eliminated. But 
no, just like virtually certain, even though nobody's told me, that <laughs> Lackey is deadpanning the sick. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's... That's what makes it, that's what makes it good. Yeah. Like the question is ridiculous and Carpenter's answer is ridiculous, but it's Lackey's sick. That it's like he's in on it and Carpenter's in on it. I know the guys on the team are in on it. Yep. But, you know, it's part of, nobody yeah. else, that's what makes it work. Totally. That's why, kind of like, well, I'm saying like like with the Jiminy Glick stuff, like Jerry and Julie Dreyfus and anyone else he interviewed, like knows it's Martin Short doing a character in the play. Steve Martin, into, Larry like, David. Yeah, they know it's Martin Short on the other side. But with the athletes, if you had it, it's like someone earnestly asking a ridiculous question, like something <laughs> like Cal May would ask, and, and then like that response of being like, uh, <laughs> like part of that is part of the fun of it. So I think you could still get like a lot out of it. It'd just be different. Because you wouldn't get, like, the repartee, but you could get the question off and the reaction would just be You need somebody cold. who can, like, and that's the other thing. You need to stay in character. It's that so You difficult. can't break. Yeah, and you need and credentials And that's why somehow. Martin Short, like Galif and I, I don't think that, they, I don't think that Martin Short broke in those. I, I mean, you don't know because it was a different right. time. Edited, you don't know the blip, yeah. but, but Galif and Akis obviously did, and they would, they would edit it out because what made it so good. And then some, still some people see those things and go, God, he's really mean to these people right. and don't realize it's... Yeah. And that's part of the fun of Absolutely. It too. It's part of the sure. fun people not understanding But that's, a, that's why when the, the Lackey, Carpenter, Calvin May thing happened, I'm like, the best part is Lackey, who's sitting there like this fucking place, you know? <laughs> what is this? And then this ridiculous question. I mean, I'd like to think if I were in his spot, I would say the exact same thing. Because I'm sure like me and like a handful of guys would be like, what the fuck is the deal with this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so then I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, it's actually happening. And I'm on the podium and it's not me. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's like uh, when uh, Randy Quaid gives Chevy Chase the white shoes <laughs> and uh, Anthony Michael Hall says, oh. <laughs> Those are great, Dad. Shut up, Russ. You know that—that's that—that's what was going on there. Is Anthony Michael Hall your favorite Rusty, or is it Johnny Galecki in Christmas? Definitely not John, Johnny Galecki. Um, was that really tall one in European? Uh, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't think he had much of a career. Rusty. Yeah, the Audrey in that one's kind of tragic. She didn't live much. I know. After that. That was and she was like in her 30s when she did that. Yeah, yeah, that was really rough. But I, to me, Anthony Michael Hall is. I like, guess I'd go Anthony Michael Hall. He's like really funny in the re- original Vacation. Like he's oh. he's right there with with Chevy. You know. It's Chevy Chase's brilliance is the subtle physical comedy and totally. like the throwaway lines. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> oh, the, you must have gone, Dad, you must have jumped this thing 50 yards. That's uh, nothing to be proud of, Russ. Right. Well, they 50 yards. They took that. They like, he recognized that uh, because, like, I think, like, right after SNL, he's like trying to be like more of like a real actor. And they took that. And that's what Fletch is. Fletch is just all throwaway lines. Yeah. And that's why it's so fucking funny. <laughs> That's why it's so fucking funny is because the throwaway lines and, like, the pop culture references across time, like, that's what Chevy's so good at. And the physical comedy. Right. You can't underestimate that. I mean, that kind of has gone by the wayside a little bit, too. He's so, I mean, God, that's that's what makes that whole thing. Oh, Chevy's on his uh, Rank prime. your vacations, go. Vac- the original. Original's my favorite. Original's my favorite. Uh, I'll go Christmas 2, Euro 3, Vegas 4. I think... It's it's for me it's it's very difficult. I, I, other other than potentially putting Christmas one ahead of the original, I agree one hundred percent. But I'm not necessarily 
fully committed to my position of one and two. I can I can accept either one as one or two. Mm-hmm. Vegas is without question last. Yeah, that's the worst one. Very disappointing experience. I was at the University of Missouri when that came out. And I remember going to see that with my girlfriend and just being like, "What are they? Do? They're doing like laugh track shit." Even though it wasn't a laugh track, it was like slide whistles and yeah, and they like Sassy Cassie was performing. Yeah, and like I think in well, obviously vacation like Cousin Eddie's kind of just like in a couple scenes and they're great. And then in Christmas he's a bigger part and it's like oh perfect like they utilize it more and then in vegas they're like ah oh, now you're leaning on cousin eddie as like a crutch yeah yeah it's just not it's just not it's a distant distant fourth for me yeah yeah the nick papa giorgio stuff is pretty funny and like the wayne newton stuff but it does like the original vacation like whole like it the throwaway line when they're going through st louis and he's like uh, uh, ellen we can't ignore the plight of the city these kids are you noticing all this plight <laughs> it's like it's just that's so fucking funny oh hey holmes can i get some directions oh, like god he's so fucking funny it is so good uh all right what do we got going on here uh what about the first he, uh, more, he made porker rust just to eat that's from man child <laughs> 79 i love that and sometimes i think about using that on on tma and i'm like oh i don't know if i can say pork yeah. i have no idea uh, that, that it's the only time I've really heard the term used is in European vacation. No, there was uh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies that is really people don't love, and I don't get why, is Will Ferrell and Semi-Pro. You get Will Ferrell. I've only seen it once. Didn't Woody, really uh, do oh, much for me. I think it's me. so fucking funny. Woody Harrelson and Andre 3000. And you were actually oh, yeah, out the day we did 3000. the Tim Meadows interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Tim Meadows has a great scene in that, and I nerded out with him on that. Oh, really? Uh, I, t- I told him, I was like, no one's going to give a shit about this, but I do, so I'm going <laughs> to ask it. Um but in that, one of the characters said, uh, uh, like, when was the last time your sister was here? Because that was the last time I porked her. And then me and my friends used the term <laughs> pork all the pork. time because we thought that was the funniest shit because we were, like, eight when we saw it. <laughs> when was the last time I porked her? Uh, Dad, I think he's going to pork. That's <laughs> <laughs> outstanding. All right, I guess I'm done. I don't. I got so many more. I don't know. This one was just sent in. Hey, Tim, I was listening to QFTA for Monday, and you and Jackson were talking about how it would be great to have an app, keep track of all the different bills, and then split up later rather than constantly sending money back and forth. Just wanted to let you know there is an app called Splitwise. I've had a few people email me that. James Carlson that texted me yesterday. Oh, there you go. That yeah. we used in New York last year for a group of 16 of us. It worked pretty well for that large of a group, but it would work perfectly for a smaller group. You mentioned how you could use something like that for your upcoming trip, so I thought I'd shoot a quick email to let you know about it. Enjoy your much-deserved break, and huge congratulations on Top 25 (laughs) and Jason Barrett's ranking. Such a prestigious honor. (laughs) Ha-ha. That is from Dennis Miller. Thank you. That's uh, Dennis Miller. Thank you. Uh, Not uh, from Saturday Night Live fame, of course. Um, Yeah, that's. uh, that's, I appreciate the congratulations. Yeah, somebody uh, sent in... Splitwise to me via email as well, so I guess maybe I need to download that in advance of my uh, in advance of my trip. Yeah, I think uh, did you and the boys. Uh, you got this information too late, though. I did, but again, but that's like yeah. And private money. citizen Pete isn't paying. I've noticed. How come he hasn't paid? He wasn't on the problem. He wasn't on the trip. Um, I don't think I've mentioned a lot of like the people who are on this trip. Sweet sweet Kai, obviously, but then I think he might be the only one. Really? Yeah. Um, very suspicious. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting twenty guys on board with using that and utilizing it is gonna be. Hey, difficult. listen, that's a fucking deal, boys. You yeah. know, I mean, it's gonna take you five seconds, and then it's gonna make life a lot easier for us. It's true because, like, for the most part, like, it's like it goes around, comes around, especially like with a trip like that. It's like, all right, I'll buy this round of beers, I'll buy this round of drinks, right. and then someone will get the next. It's one. so easy, and I don't think anybody's really like deep down. I don't know, maybe when you're twenty-five, some people don't have money, but I mean, you're in a situation like nobody wants to be the guy, like right. You just don't want be the guy oh, who's yeah. like and it's like a lot of it's like it's like 
Ubers were such a big thing. Right. We didn't have any cars out there. So you're getting Ubers all everywhere. That's like, eventually it's like, well, now you're the only person calling that's the Ubers. That's the thing, yeah. Like, all right, that's gotta, a problem. You got to get paid back. Yeah. Man. But then ultimately, like, you, eventually it all comes out in the wash. And if you got some, they got some. But I do think there's value in, like, if you're going on, like, a four-person trip, you can just split it four ways. Absolutely. It's going to be way easier. Yeah, we're going to have six people on this trip. Yeah, so I um, think something like that could be utilized in a major way. Yeah, I still want to do one more. Let's like, do it. Let's do it. But, I mean, it's going into like a, you know, it's, it's I, I, I honestly do need to, like, go at it. But I don't I, I want to I, I give the people something. What yeah, do we got here? Uh, let's see. I'm, I just responded to Dennis. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, it's, well, I mean, at this point I got to do it. I'm sitting here like going back and forth about it. Um, Tim, listen to QFTA where you are recounting the post, post is badge, I guess, sharing the details of your personal contract because a lawyer couldn't do their job. Uh, I don't know. on, On that, I don't know that for sure. What I was told was the attorney forgot to redact the personal services contract. That's what I was told. Uh, and I know that that attorney was really irritated when I said that. Which makes me then wonder about yeah, right. the validity of that. Yeah. With that said, first, I think it's awesome what you have done and continue to hope you have continued success. My question is simple. When you started mentioning the phrase about you being unrelatable, did this backlash against your success lead to a sponsor not wanting to support TMA and possibly said you were unrelatable? It seemed like this bothered you more than a listener or group of listeners because it had direct negative impact on your business. I've always wondered if the St. Louis hate on success would include people with their own businesses who by their own right are generally successful. Thanks. That comes from Brian Springer. Uh, it's, it's a really good question. In a way, I don't like that I, you know, I'm using it here, but I want to give the people some meat on the bone. And I saw this come in. He sent this in yesterday. I'm like, that's a good question because maybe I've, misstated this the the unrelatable thing was about my trip to spring training in 2018 that's when that came out and it was from a sponsor um it i don't think it had an impact on it it was and it, 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 the issue the, the thing there is it's somebody i know mm-hmm. so it's different than right it's different than you know somebody i just met or somebody in the hubbard sales staff is working on something you know that 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 that's why that and it's just like seriously like and, and then why you know do you want to talk to me as opposed to like trying to go to my you know, boss, it, it, that, that's, that's what that one's about. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it yeah, it's kind of like, I like feel like bile come up when <laughs> I, anytime I talk about that. So that's different. Uh, the contract thing, um, that is, uh, that, that, that was a different thing. So the, the spring training in 2018 came a couple years after the fact. And, um, the contract thing was June, July-ish of 2016. And I, I, yeah, I, I, he said, I always wondered if St. Louis hate on success would include people with their own businesses who by their own right are generally successful. I get the question. I hope I'm answering the question with what I'm saying, because it seems like it's a specific question. Did this backlash against your success lead to a sponsor not wanting to support TMA and possibly said you were unrelatable? Yes, I, I suppose, although that they didn't, they didn't not buy because of it. It came back to me. I mean, these meetings, at KFNS from 2016 to 2021, I cannot emphasize this enough. We're like gossip sessions. 
It was so unhealthy. I cannot begin to tell you how not having that as a part of your life, I'll take that over like a, a certain amount of money. Addition by subtraction. Oh, my God, Jackson. Yeah. I can't begin. I'm sure there are people has nothing to do with broadcasting who have this kind of shit going on at their workplace yeah. and, and how unhealthy it is. Holy shit. It was, I mean, and then it just, it just, it just, it just, it's, it's, that's the thing I keep saying about that. I mean, I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm dead serious. And I, it's not like I'm like, I wonder if Hubbard is professional. I just didn't, I just didn't think about it. I, it's not how I was thinking about it when we were coming here. Yep. I don't really know what I, I don't know what I was really, I think I was thinking, I'm like, I hope we get to just keep doing the show the way we're doing it right. and that we, you know, make them money. I think those were probably the main things I was thinking. Uh, and I know my wife was about to give birth, so I, those are probably the things that were on my mind. Now that we're here, it's like, I God, I appreciate the professionalism. I just, I can't, that's the thing, which okay. which for probably a lot of people who go to work, they're like, you take it for granted. Yeah. And when I mean professionalism, certainly there's doing your job. And a lot of that comes with just being part of something that's that's large. And hey, that, that cuts both ways. I'm not I'm not going to spin that otherwise. That, that cuts both ways. But here in particular, and for this particular corporation, it is professional. And Hubbard truly is considered to be one of the best, if not the best, radio ownership group. Uh, and I'm not saying that because I'm like, oh, I hope they hear it and, you know, will take care of me. But I got still got to fucking perform and bring money in. And that's all that matters. Uh, it's just it, that's just it's like when Sinclair I, we knew I, I knew about Sinclair when I was coming out of Missouri. Sinclair, which owns Bailey's Diamond Sports. Uh, we knew in the late 90s that you didn't want to work for a Sinclair station. Now, if you had to, you did. But it was one to avoid. I just remember there were some coming up. I went, I, the Little Rock station I worked for was a Gannett station. Gannett owned KSDK for a number of years. I don't think they do anymore. Uh, Gannett was considered to be good. Hearst Argyle is a name. I don't know if they still own TV stations. It's considered to be good. If you're in the business, you know it, 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 the public doesn't. Why would the public know or care? But there are places you know that are either struggling and so you want to avoid it because, you know, if they're struggling, that you might not have a long situation there. And then there are places. And I remember when it came to this one in particular, I was talking with a guy um, who owns a station, actually, uh, an independent uh, outside of the market. And we were going back and forth on what we were going to do. And he was going to be possibly part of our group. And he goes, you know, if you were talking about going to, and he named another company, which I won't name, and it were... Th that's where the deal was. I'd say, yeah, maybe you're going to want to pass. He goes, but to go work for a place like Hubbard, you know, and, and what, you know, they're talking about doing, he goes, I, he goes, and, and here he is. I mean, I'm, I'm basically, we're talking about doing a business deal. He's like, he goes that, he goes, I'd, I'd have a tough time telling you not to do that. Cause I know how good of a, an ownership group that is. Um, and with that said, things can change economically. And then if people get laid off, that doesn't mean that they're bad, that the corporation is bad. It's business, you know. Not everything is a Dan Caesar column with TMZ cameras outside of Spago. You know, sometimes it's just fucking math. So, uh, you know, so and I could be one of those people at some point. Totally understand it. That's the way that the thing goes. So with that all said, uh, I can't say enough about the way that we've been treated here. And so when I think back to that stuff and those, those meetings or those phone calls, and it was rarely about numbers. It's about, well, did you hear what so-and-so said? Yeah, well, you know, this person says this. It's like, 
It, it was just like being like at a, like at a mean girl's lunch table. Yeah, that workplace politics and workplace gossip is poison. Oh my you god! Like it's I, I, and I don't even say it's one thing if it'd be successful because I don't know if a company. I guess a company can be successful with that shit going on. Yeah, but it's a house of cards. Yeah, yeah. it's just. I mean that shit. Like I, it's one of those things. Like once it's out of your life, it's like an ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an ex who you have, you know, you don't go, you don't think about them. Like I think about some of the exes who I, you know, you just, you just don't think about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you go, okay, well now that I'm thinking about them, okay, well this is what, what but I mean, whatever. I'm sure they can think about me and think plenty of things. But uh, with that, I'm just like, God, you don't realize like how much your life was improved by not being in that situation. Yeah. And so the unrelatable thing came from not somebody saying it to me, but like a little lunch where it was, you know, a gossipy, let's, I'm jealous, so I'm going to shit on this guy. And, you know, and it's just, it was gross. It's, it, it, it's way, like, I, as I've said before regarding this Post-Dispatch article, which for whatever reason has come up a good amount here since we've been doing these daily things, which honestly, I, I'm dead serious when I say it. I totally understand it. I get it. I, you know it's going to get clicked on. Yep. And it was made public. It's not like the Post-Dispatch dug in and took a private document. Right. It was they, made public. They committed nothing, nothing wrong. They didn't do I mean, I do, do I like it? I had my people around me who were way more upset about it than I was. Mm-hmm. I just make light of it now. Uh, it, it's, I mean, people people's salaries get published in, in businesses we talk about. Yeah. It's kind of part of the deal. I'm a public figure. Whether I wanted to be or not, it's just the way it is. I'm a fucking D-list public figure, but I'm a public figure and, and whatever. It comes with it, you know, whatever. I, that that doesn't, that, I, once, it wasn't what I was immediately thinking when I started getting texts about it being in that trades site or whatever. Um, but once it was out, I'm like, well, and post batch is absolutely going to write about it because it will get, it'll get people mad that I'm, that I got a deal and, you know, Absolutely, I know it all day, and and, and it, it was essentially exactly what I expected it to be. It was, you know, here's everything, and fuck him for you know, you know, he sucks. Why is he getting this? And right. that, you know, I mean, it, but I'm not like, hold on a second. That's it's it's just part of the deal. I just don't fucking I don't I don't have to say. I didn't care then. I really don't care now. That when you have somebody who you kind of consider to be a friend, pulling that bullshit, and then doing, and I'm just like, okay. That's the part that that one, yeah, that and and it and it didn't affect my life or income or our advertising in any way. I'm just like, oh, that's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just like gross. And I know, I know what it's really about. You know, Derek Gould goes down to spring training. Is he now unrelatable? <laughs> you know, I mean, is that are we doing this? No, I know what it's really about. Right. Now, would the unrelatable comment have been made if my contract numbers weren't out there? Probably not. Honestly, no. I don't know. Um, but. Whatever it, it, you know, it's you know. Again, it's I, I, I. So often I go back to the Chaz Palmentary. Yeah, twenty uh, bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, forever. it's like okay. Now I know. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck off. I mean, it, and it's really, it's, it's, it's a very peaceful thing. But when asked about it, like Brian is asking about it, it's just. It, it, but, it, but it'd be one thing if it were like. Somebody who's, uh, yeah, I mean, but it'd be also be so random for, like, you know, we're going to record a bunch of commercials here when we get done with this podcast and also some prospective advertiser things that we're going to do. And, like, if we're one of the prospective advertisers going, yeah, I understand uh, Tim's going in to uh, Jupiter for spring training. You concerned that that's making him unrelatable? I'd be like, 
the fuck? I'm not doing. I'm not working with them. Right. I, 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 but I, but I mean, it wouldn't. It would never happen because right. that's not the way that somebody like right. they're you just like a like a real business with yeah. a real business person is interested in their business's return, and that's what they're focused on. They're not like sitting in a knitting circle, you know, looking to jack off each other with their saliva of gossip. Yeah. So, it's not like this was you know. But yeah, there's the there's the backstory on it. It's you know, it's I, whatever. It's it was really ridiculous, but yeah, that, that's the story. I'm not naming names with client or whatever, but yeah, that's, there you go. Yeah, that was really unhealthy. Here's a little behind the scenes for the audience. For whatever reason, we, uh, when we had Edmonds in mm-hmm. two Fridays ago, yep. we got it, Jackson and I got to talking, and I started reading through some of the texts of the past just to kind of let, because you weren't a part of that part of it. And I'm dead serious. And you saw it. Well, how would you? What would you say? You saw it. Fuck, you say what you saw. Uh, eventually, it led to you becoming borderline distraught. It was like it was like unearthing past trauma. Yeah, it was. I, I was. I was. I was number one alarmed by how much it like affected me. Yeah, like I didn't expect it to. And number two, uh, like disappointed in myself. Because it's like, I didn't need to do that. I mean, we're just sitting there. We're waiting to get into the studio because Randy Carriker is doing a sound story. Right. And Randy doesn't do them for 25 minutes. He does them for, you know, the hour as we tell customers. Uh, and I'm like, why the fuck would I? So I went home and told my wife because it was still bothering me like at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And she's just like, why the fuck would you? I go, I don't know. We were just like sitting there bullshitting. And indirectly, there's a tie-in to Jim uh, and I'm just like, yeah, and how about this? And, and you're just going, oh my God. And then you're like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, but how about this? And, and then it got to a point, you know, after like 40 minutes where I'm going, oh my God, I'm in a really, I'm like in a bad place, yeah. yep. you know, like I'm in a, like a relapse <laughs> yeah. and I'm, then I'm, I'm in a bad place, but now I'm mad at myself for yeah. revisiting it. Yeah. So I, I say that for those of you who are interested enough in that, you know, time period uh, that perhaps can convey to you how slash why uh, it was as you know easily the, the, the you know worst of it all um, that I can't even like read that stuff or <laughs> listen to stuff from that time without like going into uh, going holy shit I mean that was really so to not ha- and I just I won't I just. You know, if like that, 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 if like the choice is continuing to do the show with that kind of life or not doing the show, I'll be done. Yeah. And hey, if you guys want to keep doing it, God bless. I'm just never doing that again. Right. I'm never doing that again. And then on top of it, I do it and I sacrifice to keep the thing together. And I'm still fucking blamed. It's just like, I mean, it's, I'm just never doing it again. And uh, it was really, really, really bad. But what stood out to me is how much it fucked me up. We're talking about like three or four years old shit, yeah. you know, or five years old in some cases. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad because I was almost embarrassed that, you know, you were seeing me like crumble in yeah. front of you. Yeah, you're you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know me, man. I'm all about vulnerability. You're pro-vulnerability? So read through it again. Uh, Tim, what does your ideal radio gig look like? Where would you work? What would be the format? What time of day? What would be different from what you do right now? It's from Curtis Sanford's uh, Gracie Five Hole. I don't know. I mean, I just, I like doing, I mean, I, this, this to me, 
this is what I love. That doesn't mean that I don't like TMA or I don't like Bloom Party. I want to make that clear. Somebody sent in a message saying, yeah, you just uh, said that you, you dislike doing TMA. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't. I think I talk the least on TMA. I don't know how it could be anything else other than that because Bloom Party, it's just me and you, and this is just me and you. Right. And this is me reading questions from people who are asking for answers. So, um yeah, but I just like this. I, I th- here's the reason why also I think I like this. And it's specific in, in part to you, which is obviously a compliment to you. But it's like it's me and you, and therefore there isn't like you don't have to worry about, oh, can somebody do it now? Are they going to, you know, it's just like it's just so simple. Yeah. It's me, you, microphones, nothing else. That's what I like. Yeah. I don't like – I love doing guest interviews. I love that, but I also know – the the legwork that goes into that and uh, and listen i mean if and when they're set up holy shit yeah. i love it god i love it i mean i fucking love it it might be my favorite thing in broadcasting podcasting whatever or guess it's just it is a it is a job for whoever is booking that yeah. it is a job and then scheduling it and then getting people to come in and then if not it's over zoom and i just don't think it's going to be as good no. you know I, I, I purposely like if someone has a guest on they're like on zoom and sometimes like the microphones are so good that you don't know this and i don't think of it but like if you can tell the other person's on zoom i won't listen just because i know it's not going to be it's not even that like it's about the audio quality it's just about like when you're there and you're able to see the person make a connection it's just it's different you know it's Mm. different yeah and so it's like i don't even know but i mean at the same time i'm like i'd love to do this i just don't know if people would want to come in you know i Scheduling is tough. It's tough. And with Zoom, people are just going to be like, well, why don't we just do it on yeah, Zoom? And exactly. they're like, well, now I'm not in. I'm not, right. I'm then not I don't want to come in. Yeah. You know, like, like back when I was doing the Tim McKernan show, guests, Isringhausen, who I know, who texts us during balloon parties sometimes, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll do the podcast. I'm like, all right, uh, you know, we're in Kirkwood. And he goes, well, I'm not coming there. And because he, he lives, you know, a decent ways away. But right. either way, you know, I'm sitting on however much millions of dollars. I'm not fucking driving to jack you off for an hour in Kirkwood. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm like, okay, well, we'll see if we can meet somewhere maybe. I don't know. You yeah. know, it, it, it just, just changes the whole thing. And what I really loved about it, like when you would do or, like, the original interviews and big credit to Seymour on all that, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But most of the time, people were just coming on to talk. You know, now when you listen to, like, Larry David, for example, is on a press run. It's almost always because they're plugging something. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right about and that. They're on a press. You're run. right about that. And like Pickle, I'll, which you just listened to, because now we're gonna start putting these up in the skeleton. Yeah, uh, was promoting his book. Yeah, but yeah. He would, but he's the kind of guy who, you know, if I said, "Hey, we're gonna do it like an hour," he would do it. But at yeah. the same time, he's retired. Yeah, and you guys went ninety minutes, so it's like, holy a, shit, yeah, there's no way you're ninety plugging. minutes in the guy's house. Yeah, you're not. Plugging. And I and I think at one point in the interview, he's like, you know, I asked him, he goes, "Well, you know, we're talking about the book. We're kind of talking about everything in the book." <laughs> <laughs> I think he was like, "Oh, you're going through literally." Yeah, like like when some of these actors go on press runs, like they'll be on eighteen different podcasts, but they are on one. They're all the journalists are in one zoom meeting and they, each of them gets seven minutes sure to to right. that's what it would use of movie junkets that's yeah, what it used exactly. to be junkets and right. so now the rich schools used to do those yeah used to love doing those my mom did them all the time oh is that too. right oh yeah my mom, my mom, so my so mom that's, that's like when rock. you know like usually it's like you going hey do you want so and so and i'm like it's a, it's a junket run yeah right. with a pr person like listening and you can't and they're wrapping you and it's all it's just i i hate that i don't want it and he's like oh i mean they're pretty big i'm like i don't it's not what the show is i don't I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know. Put them on straight to the web. That'll be great. Yeah. I, we, we'd some, play it. Yeah, there's some that are an exception to the rule where it's like, I'll take them if they right. can plug this for 
90 percent oh, i loved i love i loved it yeah the like I, I thought larry david on bill simmons was no good he was he was you agree with me i thought it was going to break your heart because you sent me the link and i was looking well, forward yeah. to it and then i listened to it and i go god ugh. well i because i sent it to it before i ever listened oh, because okay. i know bill and larry are friendly they right. because bill's friends with jimmy kimmel and worked on jimmy kimmel's show for a beginning of it and so I know they're friendly. I was like, oh, this could be a cool conversation. Even though I know Larry's just doing this because he has to. HBO's making him do it, essentially. <laughs> um, which I would imagine is the case. But Larry is like, I listened to it on the plane to and fro Scottsdale. Right. And it's like it's it's like Larry was on tape delay, even though I know he's in the same room as Bill. Like, he's not, like. He I could just tell, like, there was a time, like, I had Joe Buck's been on this, like, I don't know, three or four times. And one time, and I don't remember what it was, and oh, God, I, I cringe because I, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And once we get going, it's kind of, you know, we're just, you know, it's, it's, it's a good bull. It's like a TMA segment where it's yeah. just bullshitting about random stuff. And, and it's, it's, it's one of these things that it's almost like a, you probably even, you know, at an early part in your career, it's almost telepathic that the guest and the interviewer know that you're landing the plane, you're winding it down. Yeah. Well, in this particular instance, I still had more, and in his mind, we were landing the plane, uh, and he had already probably been in there for 90 minutes. Yeah, right. But I had a couple things I wanted to get to, and funny enough, um, it was, you sat next to Larry David, I think, at Aaron Andrews' wedding. Nice. And, and he's like, yeah, I did. And he goes, it was great. And I'm like... Oh fuck! Yeah, right. You know, you, you can tell. And I, I might even made reference to it when I asked the question. And he always will tag. He'll always after we get done. He goes, "How was it? Was it good?" I'm like, "The fuck do you care?" You know. <laughs> right. I said, "Yeah, you were great." I said, "I was fucking talking over you and acting like an asshole." Fucking. It's like when I listened to the thing that we, me and Maroon, the top secret classified oh, yeah. Geraldo Rivera vault Al Capone <laughs> thing with Maroon and Freeze, and I went back and listened to it, and I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> We need to like dub my somebody else's voice in there to get me from giggling and fucking fanboying out with two guys who are younger than me, you know. But uh, I'd never heard Freeze talk about that shit. So yes, it's one of those. So I could tell with the Simmons and Larry David podcast that Larry had landed the plane and Bill was still going. Larry like landed the plane after question one. Oh, he I'm was, telling like, I'm you. Done. Like, but they yeah. went for a while. The sports questions he seemed more into, but when they started talking curb, he was like. It's yeah. like, yeah, like, I love Palestinian chicken. And, yeah, and, it like, was just like, I'm like, oh, and there's something, I mean, there's one, God, oh, I want to, I, I, I've already listened to it, and I can't find it. The name of the podcast is The Knowledge Project. Got it. Um, are you familiar with it? Uh-uh. Holy shit. Buddy of mine uh, turned me on to it. I just, I can't say enough about this episode, and I don't want to turn it into, like, this will do this <laughs> for your life or something, but if you have a certain kind of makeup, uh, this interview with this guy, holy shit. Uh, yeah, the Knowledge Project is the name of it, and he works for uh, he's a CEO for some company. It just is, It was so good. God, I'm trying to think of what the guy's... Tom Gaynor, January 23rd, short-term patience, long-term results. I'm just like, oh, this guy, just, it's everything. It's everything. I mean, it's, it's not like it's like, oh, I agree with him, therefore, but it's just like the insight, the calm, the perspective, the holy shit, what an episode. My buddy who recommended that podcast to me well before that episode came out, I texted him, and, uh, and I said, holy shit. I mean, that's a, 
that's my kind of thing. That's mm -hmm. my kind of thing. So it's like I'd love to, like, if you said, okay, Tim, for you, you, you bring back the interviews, who would you want on? And and we'll, we'll set it up, whoever it would be. I, and I'm not saying you because you do a billion things already and that's not something you've ever really done and it's not a fun gig anyway, but whoever, like Rockio would do it or yeah. whomever. I would definitely want Bill DeWitt the third, probably, and not it's nothing against Bill DeWitt Jr. I just feel like he's more active in things, especially the television situation. Uh, we have a... He has... I don't know if he... I think he does listen to TMA... I remember one time I did have him on the podcast, and he goes, "Boy, Doug's so great, and the cat's so funny." And I go, oh, "You know, I'm, I'm here too." <laughs> and he, he was laughing, and he goes, "He goes, the thing, the compliment I'll give to you is, you seem to know what people want to talk about." And I go, "God, I got to tell you, I love that compliment. Yeah, that's a skill. I love that compliment. That's a skill." Uh, he'd be somebody I'd want on. Um, Dem off. Tell me, yeah, I mean, if we're going to go like, if <laughs> we're going to go white whaling, yeah. absolutely, that'd be a nice play. Oh, let's do this. Let's play this little game. Um, who else? Who I'm trying to, I'm doing this so on the fly. Because yeah, there's part of it. It's like, like I want to interview Eli Drinkwitz, but I just, I, I just, I, just, I can't, t I don't know what to tell you. you you've, you've described it to me. You've told me, like, you know who I'm going to vibe with and who I'm not. Right. And there's and there's like the mix of like I know this person has so much like so much I can ask them and also are they a good get like podcast guest because some people are not. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't know if like he can stop like the the yeah the show right because I'm not interested in the show no. and part of the show I don't show think is it's job. A, yeah and I get it and yeah. it's it, you know God bless mm -hmm. I, the one I know there wouldn't be that much interest in it outside of like the people in Gabe's board. But Desiree Reed Francois would that really would interest really, me. But yeah. I also know it's like when Letterman had a couple like off off the one you know, for him, one's for oh, him. Oh yeah, one's for him. And I'm like, boy, I'm Crispin Glover. I'm just like, we're gonna we're gonna pass over that one. Um, see, people are probably Crocky. Uh, I mean, it's not gonna happen though. Demo Demoff Demoff is is actually realistic. It's not like I would I wouldn't call it a likelihood. Um, Arenado. Oh yeah. And I think we could have a good conversation. I get the sense. I, I sure I've interviewed him, but not like just one on one. But he's a big. I think he's a big golf nerd. Mm -hmm. I think he's got a good, good personality. Player. He's fucking competitive. He's yeah. obsessed with the game. I think I'm just talking golf, baseball too. I'd love to. We don't know each other well enough for he can't go. Yeah, what the fuck have they done since I didn't opt out? I don't know, but maybe you could pick up a read. I mean, but but I also understand. It's like my it's like when Jeter did the the captain thing on ESPN. He goes, you got to understand. My job was to win games, and any distraction isn't going to help us win games. Totally. So we're just going to give you bad answers. It's a, it's a skill. Yeah. Uh, it's not a skill. It's a it's a it's a strategy. I always say Quinn Snyder. Um, that's got nothing to do with you. I I, I mean you might be hard the whole time but i mean he also kind of predates you in a way oh, big time. You know? i know him more from the jazz right. and the hawks than i do at the mizzou um who else well i mean yeah tiger woods ben the butcher well, yeah. of course that'd be great but i mean i'm trying to try to stay within the realm of like what what is real and that's not going to happen uh, i don't even know who from the world of golf i would really like again within the realm of reality yeah i remember you guys had Noda Begay on a couple times on TMA. I always found him fascinating. Really? Yeah, I don't I always, even remember that. Oh yeah, I remember he he would call in. I think he called in once live from the open. Like, like is that right? I like because it, it would that be sounds like, like an Iggy get. Because uh, it would have been like early afternoon wherever you know in the UK wherever they were doing the tournament, or, and uh, 
and I just remember him being like really. He was a teammate of the Tigers, and I just I remember him being really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, like what I what I'm looking for is like obviously they're like they're timely. They're not just names. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are other you know the younger guy, Homa. Homa would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind. I the St. Louis politics like when Doug and he got going into him, people are like, "Are oh, you not stepping in?" I'm like, "They're talking." It's not like there's dead air. Right. I'm not interested in it at all. But it's not like my place to so hold on a second. I'm not interested in this, and I disagree. I let them talk. I don't know. I don't. That's that's been a disconnect. But I mean, that's that's a few people texting, and I shouldn't make it like this is like a crisis in the audience. But the reason why I bring that up is the topic was, I guess, downtown St. Louis and crime. Honestly, I don't know. I started texting with people, uh, but I needed to respond to some texts. Um, but uh, it's a, it's just such a, like a tired topic to me, and it's just like nothing's gonna get accomplished. Oh my by god! Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would really want. I have zero interest in interviewing Sam Page, um, but I'd be interested in interviewing Tashar Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- at the same time, I don't know how that, that that's like, it's like, it, it, I kind of know what will happen, I guess. But the, like the reaction, but I don't know if I really, you know, right. I, you know, you can picture. Um, I don't know. I'm just doing this for the fuck of it. So who do we got here? You've we interviewed John Hamm before, but that's another one of those Yeah, secrets. but it's not timely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I get what you're saying. It's like guests and names, but I'm, I'm like, like, like if I was like, okay, we're going to release a season of interviews and they're mm-hmm. timely. And I know that this isn't happening. I mean, I guess it's not happening. Like timely, Bill DeWitt the third to me is timely. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily somebody, oh, this will be great. Like Paul Goldschmidt's a name, but Paul Goldschmidt would be the first one to tell you he's not a good interview. Yeah, totally. That's he's a thing. great fucking guy. He's got to balance that. We, we were wrapping up an interview at spring training. I don't know. It might have been, must have been maybe 20. I don't know. Because it couldn't have been 21, and I didn't go because we just had our second son in 22, and I didn't do it last year. So it was 20. Holy shit. My God. Before everything happened with the pandemic. And he was he sat down to do it, and he was, you know, great. And, like, I he bought, I don't know if it's public, which golfer's house he bought, so I'm not going to, whatever, down in Jupiter. Um, but I think I mentioned that, and he's, he's a golf nerd himself. And he goes, yeah, it's great. And he kind of he says, I'm sorry, I just don't have much. I just, I don't know, I know you're, you know. And then we got done. And he goes, I'm sorry, it's just not. I go, I get it, man. I, but it's not, it's not like he's like, it's not like he's giving me short answers uh, to be a dick at all. It's just not who he is. It doesn't make him, you know, it's just not who he is. Like the Troy Gloss thing that we referenced, I think Troy just wanted to kind of get the fuck out of there. Sure. Goldschmidt's a good guy. He's just he's just kind of an introvert, and he wants to play baseball and be around his family and his teammates, and isn't interested in. You yeah. Know. But Arnado, I feel like could be the Mazalak thing to me is kind of at this point. It's like you know, are you gonna hold him accountable? It's just like yeah, almost no, tired. Yeah. Like build with the third. Like I feel like there's more like meat there. Yeah, because you can. And that's nothing against Mazalak, who I like. I just I, it's. You know, it's, I just don't think that I don't think the audience. It's like when people are super interested when I got Peacock on or Seymour yeah. got Peacock, I think, and I'm like, I'm really excited for it, but I, I already have an idea of what's going to happen. He's going to say I can't talk about it because of the litigation, which I totally right. get. I understand it's, it's the right the thing to do. Jay Nixon was probably more revealing, but then he got done and he saw. You know, Jay's an attorney, uh, the former governor, and saw an attorney friend of mine walking out, and they knew each other, might have gone to law school together. And uh, he's like, how'd it go? And 
And he's like, oh, he asked. He goes, and then I just swatted the questions away and then started talking about something else. It's like, well, we all know what's going on. It's, it's just the deal. So that's why I'm like, I want to get you pe- people who are, you're going to get something out of. They're not just names. Yeah, you know you, what I mean? So you know, that's, what I, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying. Like Dennis Gates, actually, I'm more interested in interviewing him now than I would have been a year ago. As yeah. weird as that, or uh, 10 months ago. Yeah. You know, because now he's kind of in it. But I'm not, at the same time, I don't watch any of that stuff. And I kind of thought this year would be shit. Maybe not this shitty. I didn't really care. Yeah. It's a point of diminishing returns on that without people are like, oh, Jackson, what about this? They keep losing. I'm like, they're not already not going to make the tournament. What do I care if they keep losing? Like, it's all the same. Um, some, whenever he shuts it down to make it timely, I, I know someone who I would love for you to interview is Joe Kelly. I find him fascinating. I well, think he's hilarious. Yeah, he'd have some good stories. And just he also, somebody who's like just going to say, here's the deal, you know, yeah, or he, I, here I can't say this, but I can tell you, you know, that kind of thing. Who was it that I was, I don't know. I feel like somebody basketball-wise that for some reason was like close or something. I don't know. David Lee, I think that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because he was going to be involved in something, uh, and I was communicating with him. That'd be interesting. But oh, yeah. He's in such a he's got stories. another world now. He just sold his place on, like, Fisher Island. Holy shit. Yeah, he got, he got in while the getting was good in terms of uh, the league. When he came in, it wasn't as profitable now. Yeah. Uh, some Ben the Butcher says Wainwright. Yeah, the, the Wainwright interview phenomenon is the following. If he is in the mood... And on and engaged, it's hard to find somebody better. Kelly Chase is kind of like that, too. Chase is, I agree, but even if he's not, he's still going to, like, fucking, like, burn down a forest, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. It's just a matter of how much he's going to burn down that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's going to take shots and, and yeah. whatever. But he was so good the day after Shannon died. Oh, my oh God. yeah. He was he's, he's, Those stories he told he's were amazing. Un, he's just unreal. He's just, uh, he really is. Um, so yeah, Wainwright, yeah, when he's in the mood, when he's in the mood and that's what happened in 2019, right. I happen to be the guy, but he was really irritated by the fact that Harper and Machado hadn't signed him. We were at spring training, you know, mm-hmm. and he got in trouble for that interview. That's, I mean, that's a good one. Oh, Ed, I mean, Edmonds, yeah. like, I mean, it, it, it depends on what he wants to do, but that's a guy who people think one thing and I know it and I understand it. You know, and it becomes, oh, Tim, you're friends with them. What do you think about the fan? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually, then because I'm friends with them, I actually know some of the things that I know you don't know. But I'm also not going to now post about them on a fucking Facebook page or something, you know. Uh, but that's a guy who, who he actually is versus who the public currently thinks he is. is I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying like he's actually, you know, a saint, but I'm just saying it's it's unfortunate. And I know, I feel like if he comes in here and wants to go, because he did, he kind of did it when we started talking about the Hall of Fame. I mean, he started fucking firing on that Hall of Fame topic when we were on 101, but he really wanted to promote that new business that he was working on, and that's why he was in. And so it became like a Radio Row situation where, yeah. you know, and I get it. Hey, that that was the deal. I understand that. That was why he wanted to come in. But on, on 101, you know, I, 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 I it's like, okay, he had he was dropping his kids off at school at 8 o'clock, so TMA. So that's like he'd come in TMA at 9 o'clock or 101 at 10 o'clock, you know. And I know the TMA thing would have turned into – I wanted to like have some serious conversation, sure. and I just felt like one on one would be better suited. And uh, let me see, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's always a great one. Um, 
You know, one who doesn't have any St. Louis ties, but I just heard him on Pardon My Take, and I rarely ever listen to Pardon My Take, but I made sure to listen to this. Jameis Winston is a fantastic interview. He's super funny, super self-aware, has a ton of introspection on his career, and he was an outsider. I did not – I figured he would be because he's really funny, and, like, if you know him, like – you know his kind of style of humor. It's really funny. But he was outstanding with them. How about that? He was really, really. And there's so much interesting shit with him. So yeah. Jameis Winston is a really great. And you like want guys like that who are like self-aware about them and like aren't going to give you, especially in the long-form situation, aren't going to give you the Bull Durham answers. You know, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, like I did this wrong in my career. I wish I would have done that differently. Not like the canned shit. Right. Chris Long, I know that would get you oh, going. Yeah. The you, you two together would be. See, I'd like to. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm not like, yeah. Who do you think is going to win? I mean, no. that that not like I, who he does on Rich Eisen. And I don't want to even necessarily go through like the Ram stuff. I what I'm honestly interested in is kind of more of his upbringing, having his father and his brothers. Yeah. That and and like what he's done with his business. Because yeah. the other stuff, I feel like he's done, he has done a lot of interviews locally. And see, that's the and other Randy, part about you don't yeah. want to do like stuff that people have already right. right heard and discussed. That's the thing with Jim. It's like, yeah, obviously, I fucking did a show with him. Mm-hmm. But since we did the show, and I haven't really been around him all that much in a number of years, really, um, that, you know, I think he's got a lot. I just don't know. I don't know how much he would say. The build with the third thing, I would I would press on that, but not to, like, turn it into, like, a Tim McKernan held build that. But I'm like, hey, what, you know, let's get to the bottom of this. What's, what's going on? You guys have to you know, be thinking about like three or four different things with this television. What's the health of the franchise? I mean, I know the franchise is healthy, but you know, um, yeah, I would, I would enjoy that. Yes. That's the thing. I do like doing these things. Yeah. I'm trying to think of football players. Some... And I did. And I'd want to obviously do it on video. I wouldn't want to do it in here because it just doesn't look you right. Know. Right. Proper studio. Yeah. Right. Uh, someone would be interesting. If I'm just thinking football wise from, you know, only playing one year in St. Louis was clearly a guy who they picked for, when they were moving, and then the guy fell off from such prominence and because of injury. Todd Gurley, and I know he's, like, a really intelligent guy, too. I think Todd Gurley would be pretty fascinating because, you know, what was it like playing one year in St. Louis when you basically know you're moving? Yeah, he went out of his way to thank the fans of St. Louis when they moved. I I remember that. He's really intelligent, and I think something like that where he could, like, talk about also, like, you know, his career completely fell off because he had so many knee injuries. You know, I think that would be interesting. Uh, Carlos Spice, who we were asking about, uh, what in the hell happened to young page views in his quote unquote comeback? Not my business, but seems like the guy fell off the face of the earth. I don't know. I haven't talked with him and I have no idea how long. Did he come in studio? Was he on the show? Yeah, he came in. We were still in the older really? studio, so it must have oh, been. the last time? I guess I can look at my phone and figure out when the last time I communicated with him was. Yeah, it was never he was doing that thing at Wheelhouse. Um, I, I saw on Instagram he was up there with Cairo for the break up in Toronto. Let's see what we got. Oh, uh, Christmas. He loved that my son, I obviously didn't put this on social media, uh, wanted a Canucks sweater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loved that and sent it to his Canucks buddies. Nice. Uh, oh, you sent me a text, Merry Christmas. I'm like, why the fuck would I just out of nowhere send him a text with a Elias Pedersen? He likes to check in on my older son in yeah. hockey since hockey. they were, he, I mean, he's, he, when he was in town, I guess this was, I don't know if it was 22 or 23, just on his own, he goes, Hey, I want to meet up with, you know, Jameson, my six year old and skate with him. 
Super cool. And yeah, I mean, he's like, super nice. So I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I just know he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, he knows put a period at the end of the sentence there. I I can't. I mean, I guess I can't imagine what because I have an idea of what happened, uh, and I don't know how much he's talked about whatever happened with Barstool, like his side of it, um, and then going through a breakup and it being public it, when you're engaged. I mean, it's one thing not disrespecting if you break up with a girlfriend, but it's different when it's a public and you're on Barstool and she's a part of your yeah. hashtag content. And then, you know, I mean, he was in a bad way in that situation. But, I mean, what a God. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I feel badly for him, I guess, because I know, I know him away from that stuff, and I'm like, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. You know? Other media people is interesting, though. Like, uh... Like if you were to do it, like yeah, it's Bill good. Simmons or Dan Patrick, you know, talking. See, I have no interest in that. As weird as that really? sounds, really, I, fi- because, I figured Simmons would because he's kind of. It's, it's not about not being interested in them. It's I just don't think the interview would be that great. Hmm. They don't know me. Yeah, they do yeah, them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, you need some like pre-existing, they, or there needs to be like an. You know what I mean? I I, I mean not that I guess Chris Long and I kind of know each other. But he wouldn't know me right now. Yeah. We've crossed paths, but there's still but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I guess I'm trying to like figure out what it is that makes me say yay to something and nay to another, and it's like I'm looking for an angle that I haven't heard discussed. Mm-hmm. So like with Chris Long, I'm not like, yeah, tell me about playing for Spagnola. I don't fucking care. I mean, I've heard you talk about it, but I want to hear about the upbringing, you know, what it was, you know, going from, you know, wherever the hell he was playing to Virginia and then the NFL. But then when you're getting done, and then I, and he was one of those guys, man, when he was playing you knew and you knew he was intelligent enough not that you need to be intelligent to be a broadcaster but that he could be like when pat and i were talking maroon and i were talking about doing something and i said that's a guy chris who he knew who i think could be really helpful not take investment capital out of the equation obviously all these guys have the capital if they really want to deploy it but that he could really be valuable as far as a partner who can bring something to the table not just because of his name, because of his competence. Yeah, and personality. So I'd be curious about his business and the reason for it, how much he's enjoying doing it, um, if it's something he wants to grow. I mean, that that those are the kinds of things. That's you know, so like to get have like Bill Simmons on and like go. So tell me about starting Grant. And that's that you're saying that that's it. I just I just I, I guess I, I don't want it to be like what happened with Bill Simmons and Larry David. Right. You know what or, I mean? Right. Where someone's just not into it. I want an engaged guest. Yeah. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know, media-wise, locally? I think you and Randy could just hammer off and into stories. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, we certainly could. Um, the, I'll tell you, I mean, like the one I, I did it right when we started was Mike Bush, and that wound up being great, yeah. and that was a great fucking interview. I loved that interview. I you were just telling me you edited Larry Connors. Larry Connors, that was, there was, I, I, there was I mean, a, there was a lot there. Pieces, I think people now may think, of well, first off, am I too young to remember him on TV? Um, which is so amazing because I felt too young to be sitting next to him on TV <laughs> when I was sitting next to him and Julius Hunter on TV. But, uh, or they may think of now as like, I don't know, whatever, right-wing thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, but, I mean, I know that's what his gig has been. Sure. Um, but that interview was... Some great stories there was, that, there. Was, that was That was, that was, that was, yeah, those, those, are, those are good. I'm trying to think, you know, I've had Dave Glover on... Had Riz on uh, one of the mics worked in that conversation. Maybe that's one I got to bring back. Yeah, 
Yeah, do you know, yeah, would be great. We've had we've talked with Learn before. Learn's only Learn's just one who's just like that's one like yeah. that needs to happen like once a month. Instant offense. Yeah, I don't know, but those 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 are really good ones. Those, yeah. but those are people who know how to do an interview, and so they kind of understand the program, so they're good. And I think they're automatically kind of engaged because if you're someone who does like if Riz, who is a host and does all the hosting, and for the most part, if they're doing interviews, they're doing the one asking the questions. When you get to be on the other side of it, I bet that's like a it, it lights a fire under you because you're like, oh, this is wild. I don't, I just get to sit here and answer the right. questions as opposed to ask them. Right. So I right. think that intrinsically would like make them more into it. Yeah. You just, you want to be a good guest for people. Like when totally. I'm asked to be on a podcast, I want to be a good guest and say as much as I possibly can and uh, be respectful of the person who asked me to come on. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's like, I obviously could come up with 10 because we did, but I just have to narrow it down. It's just, you know, getting getting them set up. I mean, Long would have to be via Zoom. Have to, unless you want to go out to Charlottesville. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, revenue projections are to justify the expense, but we'll get together with the uh, with the powers that be. Uh, all right, Jackson, there it is. We've gone. How long do we go here? Do we go two hours? Damn near. Two minutes on a minute under. Wow. It's the last QFTA for uh, for a good long while. Yeah, my days are over at 10 a.m. So yeah, look at you. What are you gonna do? Ball strike? Uh, I have some work here that I can. Now have a little bit more time. You're going to start you're st- editing the Tim McKernan Show podcast interviews for the skeleton. Yep. You're actually doing that. Yep. How about that? Yep. Because I think they're great content, and I, I, I think people will love listening to it. I, uh, I, I, if I say I agree, it makes it sound like I'm like it, it's that. Nothing new with me. It was the guests, and it was John Seymour. Yeah. Uh, who booked these guests and got people to come into the studios in KFNS? Which, holy shit. I mean, I knew he was great. I knew that from when he was working with me at 920 and then started working on the show with Edmonds. And uh, and then the podcast thing, though, is where he, like, was able to show everybody. Not that he was doing it to show people, but he's so fucking good. Yeah. He's so... It's such a skill and a god a skill that also requires patience and humility because you're going to get ignored humility. and you're going to be yeah. probably talked down to. And you're a bit... You're, you're... Asking somebody to do something for nothing. For, for nothing. Yeah, it's it's the it's essentially panhandling. Yeah. For I don't know if I said to CMOS or hey, I'll give you a X. You know, here's the here's the here's the hit list for each one you whack. <laughs> yeah, it's well, uh, a, and then again, it's like a, a I've talked about before, but a task like that you most of it, almost all of it, is completely out of your hands is the most frustrating thing because like you know if you ask me to edit. 10 hours worth of content into some like I know physically I can do it so I know I can get it done that like makes me feel better about it but can you book this person I can text them I can email them but that's the extent yeah, of what I can do that's all you can control 100% man so I don't know I loved I do love doing that stuff I really do I truly do I and I just I, my my curiosity is kind of surrounding like this cardinal situation not like why aren't you spending more money but like hey you know this TV thing's been a problem for a while. You know, where is it? Where are we, you know, and I know he's going to say, well, we got to be right out, but I mean, we will, we've had good conversations before where I know it won't be like surface level yeah, if we were to do it. And I'd also say with well, the Navy hats, I mean, let's go. Totally. Stuff with the red hats. I think once the dust settles with the TV thing too, I still think it would be an interesting interview to like talk about. Cause then I assume he could talk more freely about whether it be diamond or the situation, the Cardinals were going back and forth on, you know, and that might be a couple of years down the road, but I think once the dust settles on that, I still think there's a great conversation yeah. to be had. Uh, Jackson, I always enjoy the conversation. 
Uh, maybe I'll just call you to do QFTAs just on my phone while I'm out of town. IRL, like yeah. here we are. Yeah. Let's talk it over. Yeah, tiny PPs. We'll patch him in and just yeah. have a little conversation. It's, that would be an interesting like Patreon, like QFTA, but it's just for one human, like just one listener, and they can ask whatever. I got to tell you, I, this is. I was debating whether to do it, but I'm like, I know I I want as much relative. I mean, there'll inevitably be threads bitching about the show, and also threads. Boy, the show's really good this week. I don't know what the difference is on the fan page, so I will inevitably see those. So feel free to start them. They'll be very brave, but. I, I want to also try to like exit town is quite and not create a thing before leaving. I actually got an email within. I don't. Were you included on this? You're looking at me like knowingly, so maybe you were included on it. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know where you're it, going. Yeah, I mean we've, we we're getting a lot now now that we're doing this more often. Um, that I actually don't think it was an attempt to piss me off, mm, but it might have. <laughs> but it actually <laughs> pissed me off. Wow. But and, and in a way, I'm like, but I, and then I'm just like, okay. You, like you know, and I'd just gotten done with you know whatever it was, twelve hour day, yeah. and and it's a you know I mean there's a billion emails. I'm sure I was responding to you to emails like you know seven hours after you <laughs> sent them yesterday, but I know you knew what I was doing. Sure, but uh, I'm like, hold on a second. Now this guy might not lack the you know he might lack the awareness. He yeah. also he sent in other emails in the past. We actually read one on TMA that was so asinine about Missouri sports that we read it and it became like a I think Raby was in that day, and he's like, "This can't be." You know, he's like, "This is." So I'm like, I think he might be kind of, sure, lacking, you know, yeah, social. I don't know. So I'm like, I wonder if I could like get him on, oh, wow. and then let him because he's like all of the. It was the classic thing that drives me up the wall when somebody bases a premise off of something that's not true. Yeah. And then, like, asks, like, an attack or has an attacking yeah. question. The house on stilts. It, it, you know, yeah. it's the proverbial, when did you stop beating your wife? Yeah. That, that, you know, right. how do you answer the question? Leading there is question, no way. Right. So, as opposed to just going, okay, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Maybe tomorrow on QFTA, I have, because I know you called, didn't you call the Plowhawk on the day? I did. That they, I did. So, I know we can do it yeah. and then say, hey, but then if I do it on YouTube, like, what if the guy is, like, kind of... I don't think he is, though. Like, yeah. like you know... Well, if it's a phone, then he won't be... Right, but if we're on YouTube, like, then it's awkward if we're like, okay, disconnect, because he just wants to, like, like oh, yeah, start yeah, screaming, yeah. or, like, he's, yeah. you know, jerking off in one hand and, like, got a voodoo doll me in the other hand, that kind yeah. of thing. And I'm like, okay, this this might be good, you know? He didn't know he won the $150, and I was in a great place, so it wasn't like I was in a bad... I was in a great place, and, like, and then I thought to myself, God, how fucked up is it that I did something that, you know, may be like the, you know, a, a really substantial thing. I didn't do it. I was part of something that maybe was a really substantial thing for the last five hours. And here's an email that's just, you know, trivial, like petty, like, but I know it exists out there in the TMA audience. And here's a guy who sent it in, not necessarily trying to piss me off, but it pissed me off. And then I'm like... Man, I'm irritated with myself for being pissed off. Like I should be focused on the previous five hours, which were way more important. Yeah. And yet I'm focused on this That's false, you know, That's premise bullshit. thing. And I'm just like, what a you know, what a jack off I am. Then I'm like, okay, should we have them on? But then if I have them on, then it turns into a thing, then it's like then it's like, a you know, I'm gone. Yeah, and I'm like now I'm tending to questions about it, you know, while I'm trying person. to be out of town with my wife, and it's just like, okay. So maybe 
Maybe when we come back, we'll have him on. I don't know. At the same time, I'm... I go back and forth on it. Anyway, neither here nor there. Jackson, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for your time. Godspeed. Uh, yeah, enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, you have a great time. I just doffed my cap. You did. And uh, we will be back with QFTA on February 19th. Thank you to our sponsors for making the show possible, our loyal listeners, and those of you who uh, YouTube the program. Uh, let's see. Uh, White Boy Sticky Finger says, Bye, sexy men. Hey, see you. Uh, ask, I don't know what this means. Build with a third. Ask if the rumors about 2CW are true. Word is that subcontractors are beginning to budget. What does that mean? Is it two cardinal way? Two cardinal way, I guess. I have no idea. Yeah, I thought that was kind of public, though. Yeah, I, I, I haven't read anything okay. on that. Yeah, I mean, we'll certainly talk about it. I mean, he when I came down there to interview him in 2018, I think it was, like he was showing me around the office and showing me like this. He goes, can we make sure we show this in the interview i'm like sure absolutely and i think we did that on social media uh want me to get you on metalist that's from ben the butcher uh sure be great uh let me know uh jackson what about your ledoux rams uh i know that coach anderson but my basketball coach and their current still the coach now just hit i think either two or three hundred wins so congratulations to him. Oh, there you go if that's what you're asking there you go there's the answer uh for jackson burkett i'm tim mckernan this has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big Studios.